Well, greetings and salutations, everybody. Welcome to the Best Damn Movie Related Show on the planet Earth, the John Campion Show. Coming to you from right here on my YouTube channel. I'm, of course, your host, John Campia, and it is an awesome honor and privilege, as it is every day, to have you, our international friends, gather around as we talk about our favorite things in the world, movies, movie news, TV, and streaming, and all sorts of good stuff. We got a number of things we got to talk about here today. We're going to talk about House of Gucci. We're going to talk about that, you know, with Maurizio Gucci. It's an Italian film. I was excited about seeing. We're going to talk about that a little bit. Ant-Man and the Wasp has finished shooting. We're going to talk about Hawkeye. The series premiered last night with two episodes. Got a whole bunch of things we're going to talk about here today. But I'm not doing it alone. We've got Kimberly over here. Kimberly, how you doing? Good morning. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. And, of course, the still not in a tutu, Ray Ora is here. Hold on. Before we get into the show, oh, let me address this bet real quick. Okay. Really quick. Yesterday, I was thinking, you know, this bet is childish if john doesn't like eating ketchup and eggs as much as he says he does why would i do that to him you know and me wearing a tutu like you know i'll wear a tutu without losing a bet compassion but yesterday john made us watch hawkeye and we'll get into that later and uh and i was thinking on the ride home after watching it what kind of person would do that to his brother-in-law and to his wife. So when I got home, I called my lawyer and we hammered out oh, a dude. contract. You got a contract? 13 pages. <laughs> That's which we will sign today. Pages. Oh my God. Is this like a signing a hell in a cell contract? Yes, Is that what's going on here? <laughs> That's going to happen. The drama. <laughs> You pulled right. it out of the drawer. The drama. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I am curious what is actually on that sheet of paper. Oh, nothing. Scribbles. <laughs> um, anyway, guys, good to have you guys here. And here's how today's show is going to go. We break it into two parts. In the first half of the show, we talk about some predetermined topics. In the second half of the show, we go ahead and take your live comments and questions. Now, if you've got a comment, opinion, or thought that you guys would like to share on any of the topics we're talking about today, not questions, but a comment, an opinion, or a thought, or an observation about any of these topics, and you're watching live right now, you can use the Super Chat feature in the live chat, and we will read those when we get to the end of the main topics here today. If you've got a question you'd like to send into the show for either to be read on this show or an upcoming companion video, simply go down into the description of this video, and you'll see a tip link click on that there or you can enter it in manually at www.streamelements.com slash tv slash tip you'll be getting your question read on a show if of course we deem your question appropriate to be read on our show and of course you'll be supporting the channel at the same time and all of us involved with the john campus show thank you guys so much for your support okay we weren't going to do an off the top we weren't going to do one but I, I've, I've got one i got to bring up here so you guys were telling me, because I didn't know about this. You guys were telling me just before we started the show, we were talking about Mario and Chris Pratt, right? So I did not know about this. Let me see if I can bring this up. Uh, yeah, here we go. I didn't know about this. But, you know, when they cast the Mario movie that they're doing, they're, for those of you who don't know, they're doing a Super Mario Brothers animated movie, right? And that's cool. That's awesome. Whatever. But when they first announced it, they realized, well, you got Chris Pratt and you got Charlie Day and they had a whole bunch of other people. And I remember thinking to myself, as an Italian, I'm thinking, huh, that's funny. They got no Italians in this cast, which is fine. Actors play people they are not. I'm fine with that. That's okay. They're I don't actors. need them that's to go out and get, 
Yeah, I don't need them to go out and get Father Guido Saducci to do the voice <laughs> of Mario. I don't need them to go out and get whatever. I'm fine. But then you guys told me this morning that they he wasn't even going to do an Italian accent. And I'm like, wait a minute, what? And so I went and looked it up. And yeah, apparently the story is, is that Chris Pratt and I guess Charlie Day and all that kind of stuff, they're not even going to do the Italian accents. Now, listen. I say this as an Italian. My name, for those of you who don't know, Italian. is actually Giovanni. That is actually my real name. I, I'm named after my grandfather, Giovanni. My father, Pasquale. Again, oh, my, cool. my grandfather, like Giovanni, and his brothers who came over on the boat, uh, Carlo, Romolo, Vincenzo, Sergarlo. My, my aunts, my dad's sisters, Maria, Pina, Leonora. Like, I love it. I, yeah, I, I, I'm, I've got the Italian blood in me. How do you do Mario without the Mario accent? Listen, it's Mario. It's Japanese game makers doing their impression of Italian voices. It's a me, Mario, Luigi time. Like anybody who's played Mario Kart knows all the great voices, right? We expect there to be some satirical Italian accents. Again, I say this as an Italian. I'm like, come on. You can't have Chris Pratt and Charlie Day do this and not do the accent. I don't, I, and am I alone in this? Like, am I crazy? What do you like? No, you're not crazy. You're not like, crazy. were you surprised when they said they weren't going to do? I was relieved. I was relieved. You were relieved. I was relieved. <laughs> yeah. Now, look, look, Sebastian Maniscalco plays one of the characters in it. But I was telling you, I listened to his, his podcast, the cast, and I, for an old podcast and he was talking about how he went in like the day before to audition for Mario. And right. if you've listened to Sebastian Maniscalco, if anybody can do that <laughs> accent, it's him. He ended up not getting the role as Mario, but of another character. And when I saw Chris Pratt, the first thing I thought of was, yes, love Chris Pratt. Please do not butcher <laughs> an Italian accent. But Mario himself is a butchering of the Italian accent. <laughs> like whenever I load up the game, Mario Kart 8. I mean, come on. That is a butchering of the Italian accent. But that's the character. I don't know. I I just... I, I feel you, man. I do feel you. <laughs> I do feel you. I do feel you, though. I uh, I just want them to... Do, I don't go. I, you know, I'm sure it'll be fine. Loving your family names, by the way. What's that? I'm loving the names in your oh, family, Oh, yeah, my actual family. Yeah, Sounds I mean, it's beautiful. crazy. I literally have four Pauls in my immediate family. <laughs> I have my cousin Paul and I have three Uncle Pauls. I'm not kidding, like three Uncle Pauls. Really? <laughs> Pablo. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Whatever. It, it is what it is. I just wanted to throw that Relieved. out there that I, I want them to do the butchered Italian accent for these characters because that's what the characters do. If you've played Luigi's Haunted Mansion, because <laughs> my wife, Anne, plays Luigi's Haunted Mansion, Anne and Corey will pay. And whenever I walk into the room, hearing Luigi's Italian accent kills me. I mean, it's so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> but it kills me. I'm at the best. I mean, it's just whatever. Just do it. Anyway, enough of that. Forget this Chris Pratt stuff. Let's move on and take our main topics here today, shall we? Oh, you know, before we get to our main topics, I forgot a little bit of housekeeping, of course. If you guys need your daily fix of the John Campy Show, but you can't be in front of a YouTube video, good news 
If you're commuting, jogging, you're at the gym, maybe you're at work, you can't have a video on, there is an audio-only version of the show called the John Campia Show Podcast. Just go to your favorite podcasting app of choice, search for the John Campia Show, and subscribe to the podcast so it is there when you need it. And all of us here at the show, thank you guys so much for subscribing already. All right. Now with that down, let's get into our main topics here today, shall we? And how do we select our main topics on the John Campia Show? Well, it's simple. You guys come up with our main topics. Whenever you come across a big topic issue or story that you guys feel we need to cover as a main topic, just go anytime 24-7 over to www.thejohncampiashow.com slash contact. Once you guys get there, you're going to see a form. Fill it out with your topic or question. It's absolutely free. Hit submit, and then maybe, just maybe, you might see your submission featured as a main topic here on The John Campia Show. With that down... Kim, what is our first main topic today? All right, guys, our first main topic comes from Maxi S. Hi, JC and crew. Ridley Scott's The Last Duel was a box office dud. This weekend, House of Gucci will be widely released, and now the first reviews have come out, and they are lukewarm. Mm. How big can the movie's opening be, and how much of its box office success will have to do with Gaga's star power? I don't think the film will have legs. What do you think? Thanks, and bring on the filthy. All right, thanks a lot for sending that in, Maxie. And yeah, I had a chance to go see House of Gucci last night. And listen, I'm not going to hide it. I have been extremely excited for this movie. Like, I thought that when the trailers came out, I thought the trailers were fantastic. I, like, I loved that. And when I found out that Paolo Gucci was being played by Jared Leto, and I'm like, that's Jared Leto? I, I mean, I, I just couldn't believe it. And you look at the cast, Jeremy Irons, Al Pacino, Adam Driver, Lady Gaga, Jared Leto. I mean... It's a star-studded cast, and I'm a sucker for like based-on-true-story kind of movies and things like that. And again, other than Al Pacino, you know, no Italians in the cast. <laughs> That's whatever. The, a lot of people complain about the, I didn't mind the accents. I thought they did fine. It's whatever. Adam Driver, man, I continue to be impressed by this guy. He's so good. Anyway, so I go in to watch... House of Gucci. Now, for those of you who don't know much about it, this comes to us from the uh, official website of the movie that describes it as, when Patrizia Riggiani, an outsider from humble beginnings, marries into the Gucci family, her unbridled ambition begins to unravel the family legacy and triggers a reckless spiral of betrayal, decadence, revenge, and ultimately murder. So that is the official synopsis of the thing based on the true story, the events of the Gucci brand and the Gucci family and the Gucci name. And so I went into it with very high expectations, extremely high expectations. And I'll say this, overall, this is a good movie. This is a solid, good movie overall. The first two acts of the film, now the, the movie's like two hours and 37 minutes long or something like that. The first two acts of the movie, like the first hour and a half or so, hour and 45 minutes of the movie, I was loving it. Like, not liking it, loving it. It had charm and personality. The dynamics between the characters were great. It was really funny. The dynamics were so well done. I was just enjoying it immensely. And I remember hearing that it was kind of getting some lukewarm reaction in its early screenings. And I'm watching the first two acts of this film. I'm like, why? Why was this getting lukewarm reactions? This is great so far. Um, I, uh, Jeremy Irons, I just love Jeremy Irons and Al Pacino was great into the performances 
are fantastic. Lady Gaga is showing that um, A Star is Born wasn't a fluke. Um, her nice. Star is Born stuff, like, and I didn't know that she was actually doing acting all through high school and all through, like, she was, so I was like, okay, I guess that makes a little bit more sense. But yeah, Star is Born, her performance in that, no fluke. And, and again, Adam Driver's Adam Driver. I'll say this too, not that people go into these movies looking for it, because if you want sex, you can just hop online and see sex if that's what you want. I'll tell you, for a non-R-rated movie, it was one of the hottest sex scenes. And because I saw, what's that one British, there's a British late night talk show that everybody goes on. Norton? Graham Norton. Graham Norton. Thank you. Graham Norton. That's who it was. I always remember watching an interview with uh, Adam Driver and Lady Gaga on, on Graham Norton. And Graham Norton was talking about a sex scene. Like, why are they talking about a sex scene? And he's saying, this is like one of the hottest, like non-R-rated sex scenes you'll ever see. And then they, then I went to see the movie. I'm like, artistically, it was really well done. I mean, it's a very hot, passionate sex scene without it, you know, crossing into R-rated territory and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, that that's a side note. Uh, just me loving the filthy. But, then you get to the third act. And here's where the problems begin for me with the movie is that the third act grinds to a crawl. Like oh, the no. first two acts of the movie for me had great pace, great humor. It had a definite, absolute, like really kind of wild cadence going to it. There was a chaos to it in a way, which kind of is reflective of the character that Gaga plays Patricia, like there's a chaos that follows her around and you feel that. And then when you get into that third act, everything just slows down oh. and it just drags to a crawl. And it feels like everything they tried to do was taking 15 minutes to do. Like, whereas earlier in the film, it was boom, boom, cadence, pace, boom, boom, boom. And then all of a sudden third act just slowed right down. And it was kind of grueling to get through. Oh, no. Yeah, it was like really, really grueling to get through the last hour. And then they made the really weird choice. I mean, look, it's history. Everybody knows Maurizio Gucci is is, is assassinated. That's, that's the true life thing. But they go through what should have been the third act of the film in five minutes. And instead gave us like 50 minutes to an hour of this slow, drudging, kind of slow pace and unnecessary scenes and all that kind of stuff. So, look... For me, at the end of the day, in a thumbs-up or thumbs-down world, House of Gucci is a thumbs-up movie. It's solid, great moments. I found it entertaining. Mm. Um, the the dynamics between the characters, again, were fantastic. Top-notch. I'm still amazed. I'm like I'm going through the whole movie looking at Jared Leto and still trying to recognize or, or, or reconcile that that's Jared Leto I'm seeing on the screen. It's just great. I loved him. And his dynamic is he plays Al Pacino's son in it and their father-son dynamic i just i really liked a lot so it's just that you get into that third act the third act is what pre prevents this from being a great movie oh man it really prevents it but i would still recommend people see it i still recommend people see it just understand that when you get in the third act it's gonna become laborious to watch in the third act but the first two acts are worth it it's and Again, I just love the characters they brought to life. I thought it was great. Have you had any interest in seeing this? Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. As I've watched Gaga, um, she reminds me of Cher. 
One of my she does favorite have a share quality. movies that's in my top Moonstruck? 10 favorite movies is Moonstruck, I love honey. Moonstruck. Oh, man. You took my hand. You took my bride. <laughs> that's my terrible Nick Cage. But um, she's like, share. She's going to get the Oscar. I I think I, I, I haven't seen it. But even from the trailers, from what I'm seeing, I'm like, girl, you go. I'm excited. <laughs> I was excited that she got the part. I was excited when I saw the trailer. Oh, the trailer's were awesome. So, so good. I'm I'm so disappointed. I'm I'm still gonna see it. I hope I I feel the momentum continue. But if you say it drops off at the third, I'm I'm still happily gonna give it a chance. I'm I'm really excited for this. Yeah. Again, don't misquote me. So it can't be. I hate it. No, no, no. In a thumbs up or thumbs down world, this movie's a thumbs up for me. Overall, the good outweighed the bad. But it is unfortunate that so many movies have a hard time sticking the landing, and uh, this one suffers from that. Anyway, question is for you guys. Have you had a chance to see The House of Gucci? If so, what did you think of it? Maybe you loved the whole thing through and through. Maybe you hated the whole thing. Maybe you're like me and it's like, yeah, the good outweighed the bad. Whatever you guys are feeling, jump down into the comments section below and let us know your thoughts. Okay, guys. With that down, let's move into main topic number two. Kim, what is our second main topic today? All right, guys, this is coming from Farmeed H. Hello, Team Campia. First, I want to say that I think Ray is my spirit animal. <laughs> my spirit animal. <laughs> ah, there, I've never, I, that's one I've never heard on the show before, but all right. Thank you. Okay, I just read that Ant-Man 3 is already done filming. That's great. Then I remembered it doesn't actually open until 2023, July 2023 to be specific. That's more than a year and a half. That's more than one and a half years from now. I know you like Ant-Man. Are you excited it's done shooting? And do you think there's a chance they could move up the release date? All right. Thanks a lot for saying that in. And listen, yeah, you're not wrong. I am an Ant-Man fan. I, I remember watching that. The, the first Ant-Man, you got to remember, had a lot of drama surrounding it. Because for years, Edgar Wright was going to be doing Ant-Man. For years and years and years. And the MCU got rolling. They got several films into it. And then all of a sudden, Kevin Feige was like, the Ant-Man Edgar Wright wants to do no longer fits with the MCU we have created. And Edgar Wright did not want to change his film because Edgar Wright is like, this is the movie we agreed on. This mm. is the movie that I've I've put together. And so they had a, a, a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? An amicable parting of parting. the ways. And then later on, Peyton Reed came in. Now, Edgar Wright is still all over the credits of Ant-Man. He's in, listed as a producer and like a story by kind of guy anyway. But there was a lot of question marks going into that first Ant-Man with Peyton Reed. And I loved it. I love that first Ant-Man. It's a great gear change because, again, not everything can be Arsham, the judge, or Thanos, the destroyer of half-life in the universe. You've got to change gears to keep it interesting. Not every single story you tell can be got to save the world, got to save the world, got to save the world. It was great. Paul Rudd in it, so great. Michael Douglas, Evangeline Lilly, uh, Michael Pena, who, <laughs> why Marvel has not started every single one of their movies with Michael Pena doing a three-minute setup as Luis is a missed is opportunity beyond all rhyme or reason. Love anyway, it. he's a treasure. I didn't like Ant-Man 2, Ant-Man and the Wasp as much, but I still enjoyed it. I still quite enjoyed it. So they're doing Ant-Man 3, Quantumania, all this kind of stuff. And yeah, 
I remember a while ago they started shooting it and you forgot they were already shooting it. And you're right. The whole thing is done. This comes to us from the folks over at Screen Rant who write, this announcement, this, of course, Peyton Reed announced they're done principal photography, will surely begin building hype for the Ant-Man movie, though it has been in the in the spotlight ever since Jonathan Majors debuted as the Kang variant, uh, He Who Remains, during the Loki season one finale, which only increased anticipation for the villain's proper introduction coming in Ant-Man 3. With upcoming movies like Spider-Man No Way Home and Doctor Strange 2 set to focus heavily on the multiverse, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumadia, could end up having major ramifications for the MCU's future beyond Phase 4. And, of course, that is one of the big things that got people talking. It was that Kang the Conqueror mm -hmm. is coming, being played by Jonathan Majors in an Ant-Man movie, which was really weird to a lot of people. But, yeah, it's now done shooting, which is crazy. Uh, as we go over, actually, this is the thing that he put out. Uh, Peyton Reed, the director of the film, wrote out, Principal photography on Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, is now complete. I can't wait to show you all what we've been up to. And then he shared this piece of art oh, nice. that has uh, that, and then you can see Wasp on the top mm -hmm. of the helmet. So I, I don't know if that's Paul Rudd regular size and Wasp shrunk down, or if that's Paul Rudd in <laughs> giant man size with a regular size of Angelina Lily, right. Lily on his head. I don't know which way they're going with it there. Um, number one, am I excited that it's done filming? I am. It shouldn't be exciting. Like just hearing news that a film is done shooting. But for me, there's a word I made up called the tangibilization. For me, a movie finishing shooting means now the movie's real. Like it's not a theory anymore. It's not a theoretical. It's not just a script on a page somewhere. They finish shooting the movie. It's like, it's real. It's, it's happening. It's coming. And I always get kind of happy about that. To the more important question that he asked about, could they then move this up? Because he's right. This movie's not even scheduled to come out for over a year and a half from now. July, the end of summer, 2023. So I could totally get and understand somebody looking at that and saying, well, wait a minute. Um, it's done. Why not put it out earlier? Well, there's a couple of things. The shooting is done. The movie's not done. I mean, that's something you got to keep in mind. They still have a lot of post-production to do on this thing, and that's going to take time. On top of that, remember this. Marvel always plans for reshoots. With every project they do, they schedule and budget reshoots. Now, Marvel was really the first ones to start doing that about 10 years ago. Before, it used to be... If a, you never did reshoots, because that's more money. That's more time and money, and you're blowing budgets. So whenever you heard before about movie going into reshoots, that was kind of a bad sign. It's like, ooh, something must be really wrong with the movie. But then Marvel came out and started saying, no, we're going to plan for reshoots every single time because we believe, well, number one, we've got the money. We've got the money. So we believe that when you get into the editing process and you start putting the movie together, you might have some new, better ideas, and we want to already have scheduled, budgeted, and planned for reshoot dates. So Ant-Man and the Wasp is going to go into reshoots at some point. Doctor Strange 2, as we speak, is doing reshoots, apparently with Michael Keaton as Vulture in it, but we'll, we'll find out that for sure a little bit later. So because of that, remember, they still got a ways to go before the movie's done. But more importantly is this. We've had a few people write in, in the past when a movie's done shooting and the release date's still far away. you got to understand, Kevin Feige wasn't suddenly surprised that the movie's done shooting. The movie was scheduled to be done shooting now. And knowing when the movie was going to be done shooting, they planned the release date. 
It's not like, oh my gosh, we finished shooting four months faster than we thought we would be. Let's move up the release date. No, no, no. They specifically chose that release date for a reason. So no, while it would be great and I would love to hear them saying we're moving up the release date of Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania by four months. I would love to hear that, but I don't think so. So no, we're not going to see it. I, I don't know you guys, right? Let me, I, I can't remember. Did you like the Ant-Man movies? Are you, I, you, are you I, looking I like forward to this? I the first Ant-Man movie. Yeah. So uh, you're looking forward to this I one? I didn't finish the second one, but I'm looking forward to this one just for Jonathan Majors. Yeah. I mean, I love the way he played Kang, and I can't wait to see what he does in this one. But that's really it. I couldn't finish the second one. I don't know why. I'm watching it in parts as it comes on TV, <laughs> and I'm getting it. But you know what? I think, I don't know. When did Ant-Man, how long before, did it come out before Endgame, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Long before. Oh, okay. Well, maybe I was uh, just getting, uh, I don't know. Because remember, Ant-Man and the Wasp ends with Scott, Paul Rudd, getting trapped in the uh, quantum realm because the snap right. happens, okay, right? Okay. So end game happens, okay. happens after. Are you looking forward to this? Yeah, I am looking forward to it. But I was thinking, because um, actually I think it, it, it shows it's coming out February 17th of 2023. But that's what it says officially. But the interesting thing is Loki season two is coming out January mm. of 2023. And I think uh, one of one's going to lead into the others. Yeah. One of the reasons mm, nice it's nice that you finished now, but, and I know it's a year and a half away or, or a year and a few months away, but the events of Loki two, I mean, after the end of Loki season one, I was like, okay, quantum mania, let's go. But then I was like, oh wait, we have so long to go. Loki season two with where we left off at one it is going to directly impact quantum mania directly. So I don't think even if they finish their reshoots in a nice timely fashion and go, yeah, let's push this up. I think um, because of how it's going to go chronologically, I don't think you could, you have to wait till Loki debuts season two. If in they order are connected to, if they're, if they're connected. And, but and by the way, the, it is coming out in July of 2023. Oh, it is. Yes. It That's is so coming funny. out in July of 2023. Oh, that's weird. Um, but still, but, I mean, but that, yeah, mean, I just that feel still like, means it's coming a few months after Loki season two. Yeah, I feel like Loki season two has to happen. If they're connected. If they're connected. Don't you? I, well, let's. Do I think yeah. they're connected? Yes. I mean, the way we Do ended we know up. they're connected? No, but I, I think they will be connected. So yeah. we'll, I don't know. We'll see. But here's the thing, too. I, a lot of people believe Kang was going to be the next Thanos, the next big bad guy. Yeah. And, and I, I never really thought that. And after seeing Eternals, um, like, Kang's adorable. <laughs> Kang's adorable and everything. Arshem is a different level. The creator of the universe is a little bit on a different level. I still, I still believe the Celestials are going to end up being the next, you know, what they call an Avengers level threat. But we'll see about that. Anyway, question is for you guys. What do you think about this? Are you looking forward to, to uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania? I'm very excited for it personally. What do you think about ending shooting? Do you think there's a possibility they could move up the release date? However you guys are feeling about it, jump down into the comments section below and let us know your thoughts. Okay, guys. With that down, let's move into main topic number three. Kim, what is our third main topic today? 
Okay, Art Creations says DC League of Super Pets trailer release. Did you watch it? I like the trailer. Dwayne Johnson's voice looks good for crypto. Kevin Hart is voicing Ace. DJ and KH will have an amazing bromance in the movie. What are your thoughts? All right, so look, I will admit, when they first announced the Super Pets movie, I'm like, why on earth are you making this movie? I, I admit it. When they first announced it, I thought, this sounds like a dumb idea. And the only thing going through my head is, why are you making this movie? And then the trailer dropped yesterday. And now the thought in my head is, still, why the hell are you making this movie? <laughs> uh, that trailer was terrible. <laughs> I love Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I love Kevin Hart. I love uh, 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 Shazam Boy. Um Cat, uh, Levi, yeah, Zachary Levi. Levi. I love Zach Levi. I love all these guys. I do. That trailer was dumb. I thought you liked it, it did good. you? You liked it? I, I like uh, all the puppies. Am I, uh, listen, I'm a dog guy. I am totally a Apparently dog Apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I love dogs. I have dogs. I've had dogs my whole life. I get, whenever there's a dog, yeah. honestly, whenever like we're at home, and like Ann gets up to go to the bathroom, but there's a commercial on with a dog. I gotta pause and say, Ann, Ann, you gotta come see the puppy. And then, you know, I, I love dogs and everything, but I I don't know. Like, look, and I get it. There's going to be a big chorus of, but John, it's meant for kids. I get that. But where is the rule that says you can either make a movie for kids or you can make it good? What did you not like about it? There's nothing to like about it. That, that was that was my, my <laughs> there was the absence of anything to like. I don't know. I, uh, I just it didn't make you laugh. Not once. It did not even make me grin. Not once. I'm just watching it. It's like okay. Well, there's about a hundred pet joke cliches that I've heard a thousand times already, and it's like this is just like Secret Life of Pe this is a poor man's version of Secret Life of Pets. That's what it felt like to me. Now listen. <laughs> The movie may be awesome, right? There are many movies that, that had trailers come out that I thought the trailers looked terrible and I end up loving the movies. And like Lego movie, right? I wasn't excited about Lego movie. And then I watched them like, oh my God, this Sp Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. I did not like the trailer for Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse at all. I thought that movie was a terrible idea. And then I watched it and I'm like, okay, oh I love God. this now. Yeah. That could very well happen here with DC Pets. So it totally could. Like I just it. thought the trailer was... I didn't see anything, but you liked it. You laughed at it. I did. I thought it was so cute. I thought it was great. The way he was waking him up in the morning and then they were flying and just how the dog was ace. He's such a leader. Um, I, I didn't recognize Kevin's heart. Kevin's heart. <laughs> Child. I didn't recognize Kevin Hart's voice at first. And I was happy about that because I'm like. I, you know, he's funny, but sometimes I get tired of that. Ah. Um, and I was like, oh, it's Kevin Hart. I think I liked it. I'll tell you what. You know, you know how I just said nothing and it made me laugh? Yeah. Mark Newman in the live chat um, just made a good point. There was one part that I thought was funny. And that's when Crypto is talking to the other dog. And he says, the FedEx man. Where was he from? Did you do? <laughs> he was from FedEx. I'll okay. I'll give it that. <laughs> the Federation that of the made, X's. <laughs> yeah, that that line made me laugh. Okay, so I said nothing and it made me laugh. That turns out was untrue. That part did make me laugh. Now we're okay. okay. I'll now give we it can that. go into the Thanksgiving. I will give it that. All right. 
But yeah, I I don't know. Again, I hope this turns out to be another Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse where I have like no anticipation for it at all. And then I see it and I love it. I I don't know. I'm dubious. I don't know. Ray, like... Um, you what? You're interested in this movie at all? You're a dog guy. Of course. You love the dog. You know, like my my um, what do you say, Mike? Uh, I I'm easily amused. So this this trailer <laughs> amused me. And someone in the chat actually pointed out that there's a Snyder cut going around of this uh, movie. <laughs> I, <laughs> the dog. I, yeah, that. Anyway, question is for you guys. Did you have a chance to see the trailer for DC League of Super Pets? Maybe you're like Kim and you thought it was adorable and awesome. Maybe you're like me and thought there was nothing in it to like. Maybe you're somewhere in the middle. Whatever you guys are feeling about it, jump down into the comment section below and let us know your thoughts. Okay, guys. With that down, let's move on to main topic number four. Kim, what is our fourth main topic today? All right, guys, this is coming from James Tarico. Hey, John, writing this on Tuesday night before Hawkeye drops on Disney Plus. Just wanted to get this in early to ask if you've had a chance to see it and what your thoughts are. I know you didn't like the trailers, but did the show itself do it for you? Thanks. All right. Thanks a lot for saying that in, man. And um, OK, so you're going to know how I feel about Hawkeye when I say the following thing. The Hawkeye open spoiler post-game show is canceled. The Hawkeye open spoiler post-game show is canceled. I have no interest in talking about this shitty show. Oh, my. Well, but how do you really feel? Yeah, I... I, I have I have no interest to talk about this show because look I'm not gonna make I'm not gonna make an after show where all I do, where all I do is bitch and complain like you know I, we'll do a Loki after show and there'll be elements that I'll moan and complain about sure but overall I like the show I don't want to do an after show for something if all I'm gonna do is sit there and trash the show so instead of doing that I'm just not gonna do uh, the but the graphic show. was so legendary but the, oh, the thumbnail <laughs> Ray made is so good it's so good. <laughs> At least we had it up on the show yesterday. <laughs> At least we had it up on the show yesterday. Yeah, listen, I, I, I'm i not going to go into spoilers or anything. And listen, when I said this shitty show, let me back that up a little bit. <laughs> I don't think this is the worst thing I've seen on TV this year. It's not, it wasn't painful for me to get through. It's not garbage. But I was watching it and I'm like, it was kind of like the the DC Super Pets trailer. <laughs> I just didn't find anything you to are, like. You know, it is Thanksgiving. Can you just have some cheer? The most grumpiest <laughs> man. God, could you just have some, I told you we should have brought in a turkey. <laughs> Our plan to have Thanksgiving right here, right now. Come on, man. Where's yeah, your cheer? I, 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 listen, you know I wanted to like this. <laughs> yeah. I was excited about it. Like yesterday, like, it's game day. We got Hawkeyes. I mean, I didn't like the trailers, but that's irrelevant. I knew I was going to like the show didn't matter that I didn't like the trailers. I knew I was going to like the show. And I wanted to like the show. I really did. And about 10 minutes into it, I first of all, I remember when the opening credits started. And the opening credit, they got the, the title art and the credits. And I remember, I think I said, because Ray was over here last night. Right. I was, I was actually going to bring over some hamburgers and we're going to grill. But the grocery store we're was gonna closed. We're going to grill and have some hamburgers <laughs> like before the show. Super excited. And then what happened, John? <laughs> and then the first, the credits start. 
And I remember the credits, the, the credit art and the title sequences are going. And none of it was about Hawkeye. No. It was all Kate Bishop. It was all Kate Bishop. And before I hear from anybody else, well, John, you don't understand the comics because in the comics, she can't make him to become Hawkeye. I don't give a shit. This is the MCU. And in the MCU, Jeremy Renner is Hawkeye. Now, I understand. I knew that this show was going to kind of be a passing of the torch kind of show. I understood that. Like, I expect that, right? But this isn't a passing of the torch. This show's opening credits start with, by the way, everybody, here's your new Hawkeye. And I remember we got 30 minutes into the into the show. And I remember I turned to you, Ray, and Ryan. I turned to you guys and I said, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think in the first 30 minutes, we've had about five minutes of Jeremy Renner. About five minutes of Jeremy Renner in this. Now, look, I don't want to make this a complaint about the show wasn't what I wanted the show to be instead of evaluating the show on its own merits. Not at all. I've got a couple big issues with this that I just didn't like. Now, listen, there's no way I can get around not discussing a couple of spoiler points because people are going to be mad at me if I don't kind of express why I didn't enjoy the show. But the only way I can express why I didn't enjoy it is if I give a couple of things away. Nothing major. I'm not going to give anything like major, major plot points away. But I have to at least discuss a couple of points to kind of communicate why the show didn't work for me. All right? So... If you do not want to be, if you haven't seen Hawkeye yet and you don't want to be spoiled on even minor points, then maybe mute your thing for a while until you see us go into the next section of the show. Maybe mute for a bit. But I'm not going to give anything significant or major way. It's just, it is what it is. Okay. Did I express that enough? All right. Here we go. If you want to make this show about Kate Bishop, Make Kate Bishop a somewhat likable character. I did not like this character. And I say that as a rabid Haley Steinfeld fan. I've loved her ever since True Grit. Are you Edge of 17? Are you kidding me? Dickinson, do you watch Dickinson? No. She's so of, good in Dickinson. Miss Khalifa. <laughs> She's so good. I really like a Bumblebee. Are you oh, kidding great. me? Yeah. I love her. She's the best. And, and I was really happy when we heard that she was going to be in this show. I was really enthusiastic about it. This character is infinitely unlikable. She Now, if she was supposed to be 16 or 17-year-old, I would pass it off. But she's supposed to be like 22, 23 years old, whatever. And she's kind of annoying. She's not all that capable. She's not very bright. I mean, that came across in the show several times, that she's not very bright. Um, she doesn't even know how to clean her own cut. And I'm supposed to believe, oh, in, in five more episodes, she's going to be the new Hawkeye. It reminded me a lot. I don't know if you guys have watched me for, for a long enough period of time, but I used to love the show Arrow. I used to love that show. And then they did something that was so confoundingly stupid, it, it ruined my enjoyment of the show. They had a character called Laurel Lance in the show. And she's like a, a law person, you know, just an average girl, law person, super smart, close to Stephen. Well, something bad happens, and she decides she needs to take some self-defense classes, right, in Arrow. And she goes to about three weeks of nighttime boxing classes at the local rec center, 
And after a few weeks of going to some boxing classes at the local rec center. Look, YMCA comes through, she okay? Dons, she dons up the leather black canary outfit. She's I'm going to go in the street and fight crime. And it's like, this is so dumb. And I remember watching this, like her going like, I have, I just won the U.S. Martial Arts Championships. Really? And, and then she, first, she gets in a little sword fight with mommy's boyfriend and gets beat. She can't take out a couple of thugs on her own. And then and I'm and by the way, she's like crawling on a she's crawling on a, a skylight. That was a hilarious I'm not, moment. I'm not saying that wasn't funny. I'm not saying that that wasn't funny. Ah. But it again just point out like this is this is an incompetent, this is not a superhero. All right. This is not a superhero at all. And her whole attitude towards her mom, I, I don't know. I just didn't find the character likable. Coming from a performer that I find infinitely likable in Haley Stein. She's amazing. So I didn't like that at all. And also, can we talk for a second? Listen, I'm somebody who appreciates levity in the MCU. I know some people hate that the MCU, how, what, they have jokes in the movie? You can't have jokes in a movie. I'm not like, I like the fact that Marvel balances out heaviness with lightness with seriousness, with levity. I love, that's what's made them so successful is they know how to accomplish, how to accomplish that balance. But I'm sorry. Nothing this thing was funny. But besides that, they had these guys called the tracksuit gang. You see them in the trailers. And granted, the show itself pokes fun at the name. Like that, that was kind of a cool moment. They're called the tracksuit gang. Isn't that a little on the nose? <laughs> like, <laughs> that's cool and everything, but... They're so incompetently stupid that I just can't buy into this. There's literally a scene. You see it in the trailer. You see the scene in the trailer. There is literally a scene where the tracksuit gang, these high-level, you know, underground gang, right? Really, they're smart. They're smart, you see? The street, like, when they want to track down Kate Bishop, and again, this is in the trailer, they, instead of sneaking up the back, cover the exits, get into her building, go capture her. What do they do? They stand in the middle of the public street where everybody can see them and start yelling up to the window. Hey, Kate Bishop. Hey, Kate. And literally, as they're throwing Molotov cocktails up through the window. Again, this is right in the trailer. Instead of standing on the street, like, look, they are literally, go back and watch it. All of them are literally doing this in the street. Someone's going to make a gif out of that. <laughs> They're literally jumping up and down like doggies begging for treats. Hey, Kate Bishop. <laughs> and I'm watching this I'm like, what the fuck is happening? This Bad is so dance. stupid. I mean, I just, and that kind of gave them their thing. So now, the, there's there's one scene in the, in the first two episodes that I did quite like. And again, it is in the trailer, but it's, it's Hawkeye going to a LARPing renaissance thing. Clank, clank. That was funny. That was so funny. That was funny. Um, clank, but then, but then would really, <laughs> something that really bothers me too in, in, in any superhero property, and it's, it's happened in some DC stuff, it's happened in some Marvel stuff, is like unrealistic, happy coincidences. Like these incompetent buffoons, the uh, tracksuit gang, we're literally standing on the public eye going, hey, Kate Bishop, throwing things, not sneaking up on her, not doing anything. Well, I'm supposed to believe that these guys, 
Kate Bishop is doing some random stuff and she sneaks into a building where she finds an old man. Again, I'm not going to give any details away. And like then she's a, she's completely random traveling around. And yet, randomly traveling through the streets, the tracksuit gang just and again this this there's a clip of this in the trailer as well. The tra tracksuit gang just happens to have set up a perfect ambush on this one 20-yard stretch of street waiting for Kate Bishop to come up with no idea. There's no possible way they knew she was going to be there, especially when they're as stupid as they are. I found it slow. I didn't like the main character, who is not Hawkeye, by the way. I didn't like the main character. And what really made it frustrating is that they started touching on some really, really interesting things when it comes to Clint, when it comes to Jeremy Renner's character, they started to just dabble and touch on some really, really interesting things. And the, the Rogers, the musical, which is again in the trailer. I can do this all day. I, <laughs> that, okay. That part, <laughs> that part was pretty good. What that part was Nash. pretty good. <laughs> mm. But, Overall, I mean, Ray can attest to this. When the th when the show was done, I'm like, well, that wasn't very good. I mean, I, so Ray, but you and I didn't talk about it when you were here. No, actually. What did you think about it? You know what? You didn't find it funny, but I watched like the, okay, the Disney Channel, like Avengers Mightiest Heroes cartoon and right. like, you know, the animated film, the first one. Um, I thought the one-liners that Clint Barton or Jeremy Renner had were pretty funny. I was actually laughing. Yeah, out loud. for when he was in the his, show. Yeah, his back and forth with uh, Kate Bischoff, uh, B Bishop, because that's the way he he's supposed to be, right? He's supposed to be like the Deadpool, but like a just like a smart smart ass. You know what I mean? But um, I actually think that this was like it's gonna be like the tracksuit mafia. They're like the the low level enemies right. right now they're the walmart yeah they're the ones villains. that you farm you know you farm and gain xp off of that's what that's what you said last right night, right these are like the low-level thugs that you farm for gold in, and, and, in, and an rpg I, I, I feel like kate bishop bishop is gonna actually go through those steps of like maybe facing stronger foes throughout the season oh how many episodes is it anyways i like, can't remember if it's six or eight let's hope it's like remember. the lowest possible <laughs> But you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna give I'm gonna give it a chance until um because on IMDb I believe Florence uh Pew Pew yep as Yelena yep so I'm gonna probably watch it until her appearance and see what she's doing in this film I mean film this series and then uh you know then maybe decide whether to keep watching it or not now to give a counterpoint to all this uh. I, before Kimberly knew what I thought of it, I asked her what she thought of it before we started the show. Cross my dreams. She has very different opinion of the first couple of episodes <laughs> of, of Hawkeye. Kimberly really enjoyed it. But your, your, your quick thoughts on the first two episodes of Hawkeye. It was funny. It was quippy. I like the action. I like that in terms of MCU shows, this is kind of the first comedy because WandaVision created a genre of its own. Loki 
you know, kind of procedural. We've seen it before, but this was like a straight up comedy to me. One thing I really like about Kate, I don't disagree with you on a lot of the ideas you have about Kate, but my perspective is that it kind of highlights what a dumbass you are in your 20s and how you do have potential for greatness. You may be super, super, super talented. I owned my own company when I was 20, when I was 19. I was a wedding planner. I also was headed into my 20s. And so I look back on some of the stupid ass stuff that I did. And I saw myself in Kate Bishop. I'm like, yep, a lot of potential. But, you know, screws are kind of loose. I love that she captured Haley Steinfeld. I love that she captures just kind of how stupid you are in your 20s. But how you're like on the cusp of something great. I look, I know it's not the Jeremy Renner show. I know it's not. Hawkeye, you do get that from the opening credits, by the way. However, I feel like the little bits we see of him are really um, condensed and really saturated. You really don't get a lot of fluff. And then it's like, okay, let me get to who he is. The little bits that we see of Hawkeye Hawkeye are like really rich with like, this is who he is as a father. This is a little deeper who he is as a father. I saw, I saw he was very fatherly to Kate, you know, who, you know, her dad died. I, I just felt like, um, I feel like it's good. I feel like it's not meant to be super heavy. It's not, we're not meant to do a ton of Easter egg videos on this. I think this is lighthearted, but you're going to laugh a lot. I laughed a ton. I thought it was great. I disagree with you. I don't think it was um, a garbage fire. I don't think it was I shitty. Don't, I'm not saying, I don't think it was a dumpster <laughs> fire. I don't think it was a dumpster <laughs> fire. Or as my nephew would say, dog water. I don't think it was dog water. I thought it was great. And one more stupid thing about this stupid show. (laughs) Now it's the stupid show. It just became, now it's the stupid show. The grumpiest man on YouTube is is that the mom's boyfriend. Oh, that's annoying. Oh, he's annoying. He's such a caricature. It's like, listen, there are douchebag guys and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no human being on the face of the earth like that guy. Like that that guy was such a walking one-dimensional caricature. Yeah. I it was just like, oh, come on. And is is Kate's mom really so is Vera really that desperate and dumb that she finds that attractive? I you know I what? don't know. I was waiting for him to twirl his mustache. That's yeah, how yeah, charactery so it was. Besides all her stupid decisions or whatever, she just wants to protect her mom, really. So yeah, that's yeah, that's, yeah, that's really I, nice. I, I, I mean that. And I looking that, at the 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 who the fiance the the dude the, yeah whatever his name is yeah yeah the whole time I was like this would be better if Will Ferrell played him <laughs> I saw Ron oh Burgundy. my god I, that's saw, like, Ron oh, I saw a Spanish Ron Burgundy the whole time <laughs> that would have been or or, or who who uh, Paul Rudd play um that guy oh, that Brian guy Fontana dumb. Brian Fontana was- Sex Panther Yeah 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 50% of the he time all part. the time <laughs> he should have been the Sex Panther guy Yeah I, I mean, can't wait for the next episode. John, are you going to give the next episode a chance? Yeah, we're going to. Are not, you going to watch episode I three? I honestly don't think I, I will. Know. What? Are you serious? Yeah, I think I'm tapped out. Wow. The way they ended it, you're not even interested in seeing where this goes a little bit. I, I am, and I don't watch, I don't follow any series. You know, I drop it <laughs> off. You know, if it doesn't Done. catch me, I drop it off. But you know what? I like this actress. Um, I liked what Jeremy Renner did, so I'm going to give it a couple more episodes. Hopefully. Hopefully, we'll see. You're not even gonna watch the third episode. I I I I think I'm, I think I'm tapped out. 
I, I think I... Looks I, like we're doing a review dude, ourselves. We're going to have to do it. Is that what we should do? Should we still do the open spoiler discussion, only you, have it being done by Kim and Ray? Yeah, you could, I step, mean, that's, you could step out during that segment every time, get a drink, you know. We'll he opens the door, dog water. During the John Campia show, if you're not going to watch I, it. Hey, listen, maybe, maybe we do a Hawkeye open spoiler discussion show every week. And I'll just sit back here and control the cameras and audio and let you guys just do the... That means Kim's going to have to watch it because I'm seriously... I'm, I, can't, <laughs> I can't wait to watch it again. I watched it at midnight. I know on Thanksgiving uh, we're going to watch it. Too. I can't wait to see it again. I love it. I think it's great. It was late too, John. Come on. It, well, yeah, but every Marvel Disney Plus show is late because it always comes out at midnight. On Tuesday night, right? Yeah. Maybe if we had the burgers, we would have been in a better mood. You know, maybe we would have been in a better mood if we had your burgers. You got burgers. him a turkey burger with some stuffing on the side. He would have been in a better <laughs> Thanksgiving mood. Well, I'll I'll keep watching. I'll keep watching. And so will Kim? Yeah, yes. I, I, I don't know. I, I think Man. I think I'm at the point where it's like, I'm not. I'm definitely not staying up to midnight to watch it next Tuesday. Like, I'm definitely not doing that. Um, what I might do is... If I hear a bunch of people say that the third one's improved and it's better, then maybe later I'll watch it. But like right now, I just like every week when a new Marvel or Star Wars Disney Plus episode drops, I'm like Tuesday night, Tuesday's game day. Like I'm, yeah. I will look forward to midnight that we can watch the new thing. I I just don't I'm feel that. I'm still going to knock on your door. Even if you're sleeping, I'm going to walk <laughs> in. I'm going to watch it here. And I'll be like, this is so good, John. You need to watch this as you're snoring. Yeah, and again, I I wanted to like it. I wanted to like. I love Jeremy Renner. I I like the Hawkeye character. I love the MCU. I wanted to like it. I just you're not e even interested in seeing the that last character that we saw. See like what they do with Echo. Yeah. Well, I mean, Echo is interesting because Echo. I mean, in the comic books, Echo is connected to Kingpin, and that's the whole reason a lot of people speculate that Vincent D'Onofrio might might pop up in Hawkeye as as kingpin and if that happens i'll definitely go back and watch that but so th that that's an interesting thing and of course they're going to be doing giving echo her own show they already gave us the title card for it so echo is going to be spun off that character at the end of episode two uh we've all known she's in that's not a surprise they, they've been talking that echo is a major character in this going to get her own spinoff series that's interesting um but i don't know I, look if you watch the next episode and you tell me it was really good and it was an improvement i'll i'll go back and watch it but i'm not going to watch it tuesday at midnight I just, uh, I'd rather go to sleep. I'll be here. You'll Tuesday. be here. You'll be in my midnight, living room. Whether John likes it or not, I'll be here. It's up to us, Ray. <laughs> All right, guys. Question is for you. What did you think about Hawkeye episodes one and two? Did you feel like me or kind of disappointed by it? Were you like Kim where you totally loved it? Are you somewhere in between? Whatever you guys feel about it, jump down to the comment section below and let us know your thoughts. Okay, guys. With all that down, we are now going to move on and start taking your comments. Once again, if you guys have a comment on any of the topics we discuss here today and you're watching live, you got to be watching live, go ahead and use the Super Chat feature to fire in a comment or an opinion or a thought or an observation about any of the topics we talked about here today. Remember, not questions. Don't send in questions. You want to send in questions, use the tip link below. We'll get to those a little bit later. But for now, let's get over to the comments and thoughts people have been sending in, Kim. So I'm just going to try to get this set up because I'm missing it. Where'd we go? There we are. Okay, what do we got first? All right, guys, our first super chat comes from Al Renshaw. Disappointed in you, Ray. Saw yesterday's episode and you tried to back out slash... Yes, he did. Alter I did. the bet. 
with John when you uh, realized you could lose. Hashtag, I stand with Campia. First of all, oh. that, that is a hashtag that should trend across the internet oh. at all times. But I should clarify, Ray and I, after the show yesterday. Yes, we did. We sat down and got into the hard negotiations. The hard negotiations. <laughs> you guys have no idea camera. how seriously we, they're taking. I left. I was like, we, I'm leaving. really went through this. <laughs> we went through this. And here's what we landed on. We landed on this. There are going to be three possible outcomes to our bets. I win. Ray wins. Push. So here's how it's going to work. Now, this is final right here. Because we agreed. This it. is the final thing. We've agreed on it. It's done. Oh my God. So here's how this bet's going to work. If a new trailer drops on the 29th that does show masked or unmasked or at least implies the two new Spider-Man, the two old Spider-Man, I should say, then I win the bet. If there is no new spot on the 29th, Ray wins the bet. If there is a new spot that does not hint or imply at the Toby and Andrew Spider-Man, we call it a draw. So that's those are the three so possible a, outcomes. So if there's a no, if there is a new spot, but it doesn't hint at Toby and Andrew, then it's a draw. It's a draw. Okay. Then it's a draw. Okay. If there is a new spot and it does, you know, show the two extra sets of Spider-Man boots, or you directly see Toby and Andrew's face, I win. If there's no new spot on that day, Ray straight up wins. And anything in the middle is a draw. And the draw means Kim has to eat. That's right. Ketchup and eggs. Kim has and wear to. Tutu has at to, the same time. Has to speak in her Cali Southern Cali girl voice for one episode. First of all, I can do all three and make it fashion. So pick something that's hard. Pick something that's hard. Okay. I would look great in a tutu. Love ketchup and eggs. I'm sorry. And I'm sorry, Al. I'm sorry. You know, my Bring mom was challenge. Going. Weak, All right. Weakness, weakness. What's next? Okay. Luke one two three four says saw House of Gucci. Good, not great. I agree. When the Matrix trailer started playing, there were some people who didn't know it was coming out and sounded excited. Yeah, it's funny in the theater I was in too last night. The, the trailer started playing a little dun dun dun, like the great song in it, right? That song. Is and awesome. you could tell when they're like, once the 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 Matrix pattern started the going scroll, on screen, yeah. you could hear the people in the audience go. Is this Matrix? Yeah, so there were definitely some people in the audience that didn't know that a new one was coming. That was kind of cool to hear. All right, what's next? Brad Canfield says, further evidence, Ray may be celebrating 2-2 Tuesday. <laughs> the Daily Bugle just opened a TikTok account. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, they are, Whoa. I think they are just ramping up their real marketing push now. And okay. I think their real marketing push starts on the 29th. But who knows? I might be eating ketchup drop on, it on the 28th. Day. I'm telling you, drop it on the 28th. <laughs> All right, what's next? Wiley Todd sends in a super chat and says, Haley Steinfeld is my favorite actor next to Jennifer Lawrence ever. This is because of Edge of 17 and Bumblebee. Glad to maybe see her get a boost in the world with Hawkeye. She's great in the show. Again, she doesn't need a boost in the world. She's the hottest thing right now. And again, if you have not seen her as in a younger role with Jeff Bridges in the remake of the Western True Grit. Oscar nominated. And by the way, another movie remake that I think is better than the original. Ooh. I think it's better than the John Wayne original. Um, wow. That, and again, check out, I believe it's on Apple TV Plus, is her Dickinson. It's it's actually, she's great. And so if you're a big fan of hers, go check her out on that. All right, what's next? John Redcorn says, Ray, what's going on with the Lakers, bro? They're <laughs> nine 
Nine and ten, but it's frustrating watching them play. Haven't been this disappointed in LeBron since Space Jam 2. All right. I think Westbrook is just bad for any team trying to win a championship. He seems to, like, uh, I don't know, just implode a team. Or uh, it's just a curse, I think. But I want to remind people, too. When LeBron went to the Miami Heat the first year, and everybody's saying, well, they're going to win the title. They're going to win the title. They started 13 and 13. I, I believe it was 13 and 13. After after the first chunk of games, they were only playing 500 ball, right? And they ended up going to the NBA Finals. I think whenever you have such a massive... Because now you brought in... I don't know why they got Carmelo Anthony, to be honest with He's you. He's playing great. He is a... Ma- Listen, I've been to the game. He is a massive... He is a screen door on defense. Mm. He has no defensive presence mm. whatsoever. He is a liability on that end of the floor. He's shooting better than he has in years. Mm-hmm. I think Westbrook, I think you just got it. He's always been the man, especially the last few years. So I think you got to give him some time to figure out that new role. I think the Lakers are going to be perfectly fine. I really do. Yeah, yeah. Would you still bet against LeBron? I wouldn't. No. Not right now. No, that's the betting against LeBron James is the stupidest bet. And other yet. than betting Not against yet. Tom Brady, yeah, <laughs> other than betting against Tom Brady. Anyway. All right. What's next? Alan Gonzalez says Sony is smart. We can't stop talking about Spider-Man theories. Can't wait for the spoiler talk. Have a nice day. I cannot wait for it's going to be a week of spoiler talk. It I will feel be like. a month of spoiler <laughs> talk. I think after that happens, I'm really excited for that, too. All right. What's next? Dalton Gray says you the man, John. Thank you, dude. Stoked to see the Spider-Man trailer on the 29th oh. and to see <laughs> Ray decked out in a tutu. Oh, Hashtag oh, tutu oh, Tuesday. Oh, oh. Tutu Tuesday. Uh, Tutu Tuesday. <laughs> All right. What's next? Todd Naparick says the original voice of Mario, the late great Captain Lou Albon- Albano. Al- wait, Captain Lou did Captain the voice. Captain Lou, yeah, he did. Didn't use an Wendy Italian Richter's accent. manager did the voice of Mario? He did. It's like I a cartoon, to- the morning cartoon. Or he played Mario. He was like the live. And he would introduce the cartoons that would. I had no idea Captain yeah. Lou did that. I was saying, sorry, you go ahead and finish reading it off. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> he didn't use an Italian accent either, and he's still the best Mario we ever had. I had no idea. It's the That's morning so Mario cool to show. Do. Thanks for throwing the, giving me that little info, Todd. All right, what's next? Mike Hill says Mario without the accent is not Mario to me. Yeah, it's look. I'm not saying it won't be great. It could end up being perfectly fantastic. Just in 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 theory, to me, it seems very odd to have Mario not sound like Mario. But whatever, I'm sure they've got a great Ooh, idea. We'll see how it it's goes. It's Mario, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, it's Mario. Okay, what's up? What's Josie next? Reviews says, I saw the trailer for Super Pets in theaters and thought they had already released it online before yesterday. <laughs> I, I like what they did with the pets and happy death, death day to, to you. you. Trailer in theaters first, then online. I would love to see more studios do things like this again. Um, it, but here's the thing. The reason that they kind of got away from that is because nobody watches. I mean, there's such a bigger audience to see your trailers online. I mean, it used to be, they used to be for ages that you would wonder what trailer is going to open with this movie. Oh, yeah. It doesn't, it's 95% of the time it doesn't matter anymore. They just drop it online before it ever starts playing in theaters. And I don't think they should change that around because that's not how you reach your audience. 
So, I mean, I miss those days too. I do wondering about, okay, going to go to this movie, which trailers are they going to show? What, what trailer is going to drop with this movie? It, it became a big strategic thing. Hey, we got this big movie coming out. We got to be think very carefully about what movie do we drop the trailer in front of? That's a big thing, but now it's kind of an irrelevant thing. It's like a different era now. So I don't know. I, I don't think they're ever going to really go back to it, uh, but Christopher Nolan always wants his trailers to drop in theaters mm-hmm. first uh, exclusively. Mm-hmm. He's one of the only guys to do that. All right. What's next? Advith sends in a super chat and says, <clears throat> I know, you know, that I'm not telling the truth. I know, you know, they just don't have it. John, you got to watch Psych. Oh, Psych. I'm like, what the <laughs> hell are you You're talking like, about? You're like, high. <laughs> I, I, singing, no, I'm singing the questions. It's, I'm like, yeah, it's like, it's just, like she, suddenly this is a song and dance segment. Is that, what, is that what's going to have to happen if Kim loses the bed? She's going to have to sing. Oh, she's the part of the bed. Put a show tune to every question that she reads from now on. Not. I don't, don't want to do that one. All right. I, look, at some point. I'm, I'm, yeah, people are shocked that I haven't seen Psych. Yeah. But all right, you know what? At one point, at some time, I will sit down and watch Psych. At some point, I will sit down and you'll watch Psych. You'll be delighted. I hope so. You'll be, you'll be really delighted. be very up on it. So you'll love it. Shot. All right, what's next? James Argenta says, FYI, Lady Gaga, born Stephanie Germanata, has an Italian ancestry on both sides of her family, as well as distant French-Canadian roots. You know what, James? You were absolutely right about that. And I knew that. I totally forgot about that. So when I was saying that other than Pacino being in the thing, there's no Italian. You're absolutely right. Thank you for pointing that out, James. Well pointed out. Good research there. All right, what's next? Guillaume LaBelle says, Ridley Scott in two weeks. It flopped because of kids and their Fortnite. <laughs> and they're on the damn, it's the Twitties and the Fortnites. That's why they don't want to go. They don't want to learn nothing. Yeah, when were them kids? All right, what's oh, next? Really? Chris Leonardo says, Hi, John, Kim, and Ray. Keep up the great work. Thank Saw you. Hawkeye episodes. And although it's starting a bit slow, all the references from Matt Fraction series has me geeked out. Which is what really what would the main... And by the way, Chris sent in like $25. Thank you for that, Thank Chris. You, Chris. Appreciate that very much. But yeah, that's been one of the big draws. They said that was going to be actually one of the main sources of inspiration for the feel of the show. So it's not really surprising that they did that. I, again, I look, I, let me be very, very clear. Just to repeat it. I am not saying I thought this show was garbage. I don't think it was garbage. I was just disappointed in it. I, I was hoping for much better. And maybe expectation became the enemy of joy here, but I was I was expecting to like it more. I was certainly expecting it to be a Jeremy Renner show with, you know, introducing and building up a Kate Bishop. But I'm not going to be mad at it for what it is and what I wanted it to be. I just found that what they were doing, I just didn't like the main character that much. I found the villains to be intolerable. Um, too many really happy coincidences, um, caricatures of significant characters i'm sorry but i'm gonna i'm gonna say this if this wasn't an mcu property i don't know that people would be as forgiving about it now i want to be very careful because that's get that's treading very dangerous to the to the line of making an excuse for why people like something i didn't so i want to be very very careful about that but I, but i'll admit i can't help but wonder like if this wasn't mcu would people still like it as much? I don't know. I don't know. That's. A, I think that's a good question. That is but a good question. But you can ask it reverse too. If it wasn't MCU and my expectations weren't so high, would I have liked it better? Yeah. I, so I think it goes both ways, right? Would people who liked it a lot, 
are they just being easy on it because it's MCU? And for people who didn't like it like me, am I just going in with too high expectations because it's MCU and I'm not just giving it its own shot and its own merit? I think those are two very, very good questions to ask. And I will ponder these things in the coming days. All right, what's next? It's Kane says, One Piece cast is here with Steve Maida, Netflix. Oh, yeah, I keep hearing about I, I don't know anything about One Piece, to be honest. I keep, people keep running and saying it's the number one selling manga of all time. I honestly don't know anything about it. So, yeah, I can't really comment on that. All right, what's next? A. Marcellus says, no Hawkeye chat. Well, there goes the Mephisto talk. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what? Who? Where are we going to talk about Mephisto if we don't have the open Hawkeye spoiler discussion? I don't, I don't know. Make, look, you know, I'm going to put up a poll right now. I'm going to put up a poll right now. All right. The question is going to be, even though John oh. um, didn't like Hawkeye, should he still do the spoiler discussions? And I'll put yes or no. Because I like if you guys liked it, I don't know that people want to tune in to hear me just bitch and moan and whine and cry about it. We'll stop that. I mean, <laughs> we'll so, put you in your place. You, I mean, I mean, so I, I don't know, but look, if people still want me to do it, I will do it. I just don't want to be one of those people that I'm just doing something so I can bitch. Like, yeah, you know what understand. I mean? I just yeah, don't want to be one of those guys. We completely understand. No, and that's good. Yeah. Yeah. So no, I, I don't, we'll come that. back. Given up it. after two episodes. That's one, one third more. of the show. One more. That's just... one third of the show. Two episodes is literally one third of the show. Okay. 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 If this was a 21 episode season, like. Just want to say, by the way, can I throw in again? I watched the finale of uh, Foundation. I loved it. Love the finale of Foundation. I can't I wait to watch Wheel of Time. Up. Oh, you're I not started coming. Arcane, by the way. Last <gasps> night, I got, I got four episodes in. Mm. Okay, now remember what I said. The first three or four episodes are good, but they become better as the show progresses. What, what do you think about, our, about Arcane so far? I really like it. Oh, I'm so glad you do. I really like do. the relationships. I really like the animation. I really like the story and the world building because I'm not a video game person. I, I didn't play the game. I am starting to see why you guys love it so much. Four episodes in, we'll see. I'm yeah. glad you do. All right, what's next? Caden Stab says, just early, happy Thanksgiving to the crew. Uh, actually, you, you are technically about a month or so late. Caden. Because real Thanksgiving is <laughs> in October. Oh, no. Just saying. <laughs> just saying. Yeah. Are you, by the way, Ray, are you, are you cooking? No, I'm not. But I'm baking. Oh, you I are baking, baking for it. Oh, early I'm excited in the about morning. that. Okay, honest, tr like real talk here. Ray, I get excited whenever Ray cooks or bakes. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Ray makes great food. Really? But yeah. So when we've got like family amazing. functions going on. Where am I played at? <laughs> it's, it's really, Ray's really good. And then I, like, I remember watching him one day. He was like over at my house. He was like, got YouTube on. And he's like watching like these cooking videos on YouTube. Really? And he's like, yeah, man, I'm going to do that. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to make that. I'm going to make it. And then he makes this shit. And it's like, oh my God, this is really good. Really? The power of YouTube. When we were still at, when we were still working at AMC and Collider, everybody in the office would get excited when Ray would bake cookies and oh, bring the, them in. The cookie. The it was cookie. The cookie. Yeah, everybody would get excited. Where's that, my the cookie? You know what's, what's sad is I wrote that recipe down on a piece of paper and I cannot find it, but I have a I, idea what the measurements are, but I, you know, I don't know. I don't know if I can really? make those cookies again. There's a specific method to those cookies, but we'll see. We'll see. I'll try is to turkey out. the main dish in Canadian Thanksgiving? Yeah, is it? Yes. Yeah. It is? Okay. Well, that's so okay. weird of you guys. Right. Just 
kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Get your own next? stuff. I'm making chitlins. <laughs> um, okay. Anton Riley says, Hawkeye was rough for me too. John, I was bored and confused out of my mind. At least there was the musical part that you were looking forward to. Hey, I, Lex, I'll give it that. That that Rogers the musical thing. I was like, how can they make this more ridiculous? And then they make it more in a good way. And then they make it more ridiculous. And I'm like, oh my God, I want to go see that show. I want to go see that show. So after Tick, Tick, Boom, I want to go see Rogers the Musical. All right, what's next? Ben Rayner says, I feel duped, LOL. I thought this Justin Pens were going to be the Justice League pets. Oh, I thought he said, okay, he meant to say pets. We're going to be the Justice League pets, not a bunch of randos led by crypto. Bad title for a movie, Bring on the Filthy. Aw. I, I, I mean, I, I was the same way. Like, I thought it was going to be these are all the pets of the major DC superheroes, but it looks like like something happens. Like I don't know. There's maybe like a pig in the, there. <laughs> yeah, there was a pig. There's that no wiener dog. There's the no wiener dog. Oh, no, that's they your life. Up. They totally lost me. There's got to have wiener dog. Got to have a wiener dog. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you on that, Ben. All right, what's next? Shelby Sharer says, "Man, usually I agree with you, but this show is great." So won't listen to you talk about it anymore. That's oh, wow. That's the audience. What We're you don't here. think the same thing I think? Well, then I'm not going to listen. I mean, I get it. I look. I, I get it. It's MCU. A lot of people like it. I get it. Uh, but that doesn't mean I'm going to necessarily. Right. I mean, it's just it's just going to happen. I, bone arrows are pretty cool, though. What's that? If you said the MCU wasn't attached, I'd watch it just for the bone arrow action and just the action itself. There wasn't a lot of bone arrow. Yeah, action, but I mean, come on. Yeah, for a Hawkeye series, there was a disturbing yeah, lack of bow and arrow action in this. And what thing. did I say in the? Oh, I, I don't want to. I'll be honest that. with you, Jeremy Renner in the Mayor of Kingstown has more. He literally has more bow and arrow action in Mayor of Kingstown <laughs> than he does in the Hawkeye series. <laughs> That's actually really By the funny. way, Mayor of Kingstown so far is really good. If you want to get some more uh, Jeremy Ac Jeremy Renner action going, check out Mayor of Kingstown. It's it's dark. It's it's another Sheridan project, and Sheridan just has been crushing it. He's he also is the creator of Yellowstone and uh, Hell or High Water and God. he's amazing and this new show he's got with Jeremy Renner is Wind River. pretty fr oh Wind River so good and now he's got this new show with Jeremy Renner called Mayor of Kingstown and it's really good and I couldn't help but giggle as he walks into this shop and buys a bow and arrow and then he's had his thing doing I'm like ah, I wonder if they did that on purpose and put that in there I don't know alright what's next Abraham Ruiz sends in a super chat and says after hearing your thoughts on House, House of Gucci what do you prefer a movie have out of two scenarios strong start with a weak ending or vice versa uh, irrelevant completely irrelevant all that matters to me at the end of the day is did the good outweigh the bad I honestly don't care what order it comes in now, it's it might be better to have a bad ending, maybe, because if you don't at least get me, if you lose me as an audience member off the bat, it's tough to get an audience member back on board if you already lost them. So for only that reason, I will say, I guess it would be better to have a strong start. But honestly, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. To me, it's all about a balance sheet. Did the good outweigh the bad for me? If the good outweighs the bad, whether it came in the middle, the beginning, or the end, then I'm okay with it. Um, but I guess if I had to pick one, I'll say, at least if you start strong, I was on board with the movie. I was at least enjoying it for a while, even if I fell off. Whereas if you start really weak, even if it gets good later on, it might be harder to get you back into the movie. I don't know. Do you guys have a preference? If if you had to watch a show or, or a, a movie that you knew either started weak or ended weak, which would you pick? 
It would have to be start strong because then I'll yeah. be awake. I'm yeah, the yeah. Opposite. Okay, and you're the opposite of that. All mm-hmm. right, interesting question. All right, what's next? Sam Fisher says, Hawkeye, when did they have time to shampoo the dog? <laughs> oh, yeah, when did the dog? Get- That's a very good. Dog did it itself. It's a super dog. Super so dog. Cute. Dog did it itself. All right, what's next? Fangblaze71 says, absolutely love Hawkeye. Might be my favorite MCU show. It's giving me serious Home Alone 2 vibes, which is my favorite Christmas movie. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to lie to you. If I hadn't seen Hawkeye and your pitch to me was, it has great Home Alone 2 vibes. I'm not sure that would sell me on the movie, on the show. I'm not sure that's the sales pitch that it's would get me to watch system. the show. Just saying. I'm just saying. That's, I'm not sure that would get me to watch it. Have you, have, sorry, right. speaking of Home Alone, this is a total tangent. Have you ever heard John Mulaney's comedy bit on Home Alone 2? Yes. When, it's when a grit talks, system. Yeah. For, can, I, can I just say, side note, John Mulaney is such a good stand-up comedian. Hilarious. He is so funny. I'm new in town. <laughs> and now he's, isn't he having, a, is, didn't he just get Olivia Munn pregnant? Yeah, they're having a baby. Oh, yeah. yeah, they're having yeah. a baby. Like, I, yeah. I, I feel like I just, in one breath, I heard that he left his wife. And then in the next breath, yeah. I heard him and Olivia Munn are having a baby. But yeah. whatever, TMZ drama, <laughs> I, he is a great stand-up comedian. He is a fabulous stand-up so comedian. Funny. And I love him as the voice of Spider-Ham. All right. What's next? K Major says, no spoilers, John, but I completely agree. I didn't like the Kate Bishop. I thought I was crazy. Maybe maybe she'll grow. Maybe she'll grow on us. I don't know. I like I, Again, I wanted to like her. I did, but... And again, maybe she'll grow on us. Maybe she will. I'm, I'm going to keep that, that door open. All right, what's next? Sam Fisher says, I did like how the reference Ant-Man as an original comic of... As an original comic Avenger. Oh, yeah. We're just going to skip over that. All right. Next one. Oh, okay. That's being a little too specific. Oh, okay. Crash and Coyote says, Hawkeye was okay. Fight choreography was a big letdown. Overall, better than Arrow season four, but not as good as Arrow season one and two or the prison arc. I completely agree, Crash and Coyote. I'll go with you on that. The fight choreography was meh. Um Better than Arrow season four. Yeah, I'll give you that. <laughs> and uh, But not quite as good as Arrow season one or two. I will give you that as well. So I agree. I but she's a beginner, John. She's just learning. Learning to fight these street thugs. Yeah, so in four episodes, she's going to be the new Hawkeye. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Fantastic. She's going to... She's the world's best learner. It's amazing. Look, he's all a right, good teacher, next? all right? Al Renshaw says, we all want to be Sex Panther guy. Works 100%. 50% of the time, it works, time. it works all the time. <laughs> that... That, first of all, can, can I just say that Anchorman, the original Anchorman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy, is to me a top 10 greatest comedy of all time. I, it doesn't matter when I watch that movie. I will laugh my ass off. Steve Carell in that. Steve Carell. <laughs> a brick. I love Lamp. Yeah, it's Brick. Brick Thompson. The bears, they're attracted by the menstruation. It's like, <laughs> what is this movie? I love that movie so much. And the outtakes, too. Oh, the, the outtakes, outtakes are so oh, good. Some of the most classic outtakes Some of ever. the best ones ever. All right, what's next? Cayman Egan says, hi, John and crew. I was disappointed with Hawkeye. Hawkeye's story is pretty depressing due to his time as Roman, Ronan and the loss of Nat. Yeah, but I will say this too. Without, again, going, without going to spoilers, them touching on that side of Clint, 
I that to me was some of the most compelling stuff in the show in the first two episodes. That's when I found myself being like really interested. It was going again. I won't go into details in that, but I I agree with you, Cam So thanks for sharing that. All right, what's next? Anton Riley says would love for the open spoiler reaction to be with Ray and Kim doing it. If you're done watching, John, I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll have to do that. Maybe we'll have to do that. I, I I will keep an open mind about it. Totally will. All right, what's next? Andy says, Haley is my celebrity crush, so it sucks to hear the characters awful watching Hawkeye tonight and hoping to not hate my future ex-wife's role. <laughs> All right, let's be clear about something, Andy. You did not hear that her character was awful. You heard that I didn't like the yeah, character. That I doesn't mean you're not going to like the character. You might love the character. I just gave you my impression of it. The, and and I think you can tell from the live chat and everything, there are a lot of people who do like the character. So, yeah, don't go as, oh, the character sucks. No, no, no. I didn't like the character. You may very well love the character. So just just keep a just keep an open mind about that as you go into it. I'm just sharing my perspective. That's it. Your perspective should be different than mine, whether it's just a tiny bit different or massively different. But we should all have our own unique opinions on that. All right, what's next? Nikita Monahan says, did you see Encanto, John? It's been getting good feedback. Planning on watching it tonight. I would have gone to go see it tonight, except the Toronto Maple Leafs are in town. God's team is in town. Oh my God. The Toronto Maple Leafs are in town tonight. It's in one of the uh, one of the missing gospels oh, in the Bible. The Canadian God. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's, it's, That's right. God's team is in Los Angeles tonight. I think this only happens once a year. So Anne and I are going down to the uh, what is I think still called the Staples Center. Will soon be called the Crypto.com Center. Um, we're going into LA tonight. Going to go watch the Kings versus the Leafs game tonight. Last time we went to a, a Leafs game against the Kings. We literally were sitting beside Justin Bieber. We had, we, you know, we were, we had a private box. It was me and, um, Aaron and her husband, Tom and our friend, uh, and our friend Kat and her boyfriend. And we got this private box and we looked beside us and who's in the private box beside us is Justin Bieber in his like Toronto Jersey and all that kind of stuff. And like, when I saw him rocking that Maple Leaf Jersey, I'm like, I have a new level of respect for you. <laughs> singing boy i've got a new level singing of respect boy. for you so yeah so i would have gone to see Encanto tonight but i gotta go see the leafs play i'm gonna go watch the leafs play tonight so there's that all right but i'm very very excited i'm gonna go see it thursday um so very excited about it can't wait to see it Hear, hearing great things about it all right what's next absolute zero says i'm calling it madam webb will be in the post credit scene in no way home i don't see it i it's uh, no no i don't see it really yeah no, I, I don't see a Marvel produced film doing a post credit scene for a Sony separate entity movie. I, I so I hey listen, it, it's possible. It's absolutely it's possible. I'm there has been no casting of Madam Web. There's really not been any movement on uh, Madam Web. So. I, I don't know why we would anticipate there being a post credit scene involving the character yet when there hasn't really been any movement on the project at all. So yeah. I'm, that's why I'm going to say no, but I wouldn't bet $1,000 on that because I could end up $1,000 poorer. All right, what's next? Abraham Ruiz says, realized I sent in a question, SC, and I apologize. LOL. I, I, did you? Did you send in a question? Maybe it was yesterday? Abraham maybe sometime. Maybe, maybe a previous, his previous. Oh, no, no, that's right. No, he, he was the one who asked... 
Do I prefer strong start or, or, or mm. but okay, I get, oh yes. Yeah, shame on you, Abraham. Shame on you. All right, what's next? Take Mark, our answers. <laughs> Mark Newman says, sounds like they make Clint a jobber. Sad. Might seem like a bait and switch scene since he's so focused on in trailers. I'll tell you, I will tell you this. The first two episodes of Hawkeye do not make Hawkeye out to be a jobber. No. Like that, that, no. They don't do what CW did to Superman. So no, that they absolutely did not do. Are they guilty of doing a bit of bait and switch? Yes. There is clearly a bit of bait and switch in here. I mean, because again, like I said, I got 30 minutes into this show and had like five minutes of the real Hawkeye. And it's like, okay, so why don't you just call the show Kate Bishop? No one would watch it. They wouldn't know. <laughs> you know, yeah. they're just passing the yeah. torch. With oh, why shows, not I call think. Kate Bishop and Hawkeye or mm. Bishop and the Hawk? Or whatever. Mm. Do whatever you Fuck want it I'll to do. I'll create that graphic right now. <laughs> <laughs> do whatever you want to do. But no, there there is a bit of... Listen, there is. But they are not making him a jobber. So don't... You can rest easy about that. They're not making Hawkeye a jobber. All right. At least not yet. All right. What's next? <laughs> Anton Riley says, a tie should mean you both do punishments. Nope. Nope. Not at all. We have, the tie means we both win. <laughs> Ties win. All right. What's next? RJ Brando says, I love the humor in Hawkeye. It reminded me a lot of Rush Hour or other 90s campy action comedies. At least give the next episode a chance. We're probably moving into the second act over episode three and four. Well, since there are only six episodes, yes. By definition, episode three would be the second act of the overall story. I don't know. Maybe I will. I agree with him. I agree with him. Uh, maybe I will. But okay. If, if Okay. How about this? I will watch the next episode of Hawkeye. Then make a decision. If. Hashtag 222Zay. No. I will watch the next episode of Hawkeye if you, a little earlier, come over and barbecue first. Oh, I'll do that to tomorrow, today, or whenever. No, no. Like for, so so <laughs> yeah, we can, yeah, we we'll can have it. some of your barbecue while we'll we're watching. It. All right. If you do that, I will watch the next episode okay. of Hawkeye. Okay, oh, man, there we go. Late, it, yeah, so you're gonna have to go a little early before the stores yeah, close. Right, all right, that. let's do it. All right, all right, what's next? My Comic Planet says, John, I'm with you 100% on Hawkeye. I really tried, but I kept getting CW vibes. Just a corny buddy comedy. What a disservice to the Hawkeye character. I, listen, again, I'm not gonna judge the whole series based on the first two episodes, but I will say that was my feeling for the first two episodes. I, again, the, the, the LARPing Renaissance thing, was funny. The Rogers, the musical thing was funny. I look, I'm, I'm just saying, look, you know, I'm a big MCU fan. Hell half the internet thinks I'm on Disney's payroll, <laughs> but I, I, I got to call it as I see it. It just didn't work for me so far. I don't know. Maybe it'll get better. Maybe it'll get better. Thanks for sharing that. My comic planet. All right. What's next? Rel Mac 15 says, I think the first two episodes of Hawkeye was the most mediocre thing done in the MCU. <laughs> I mean, listen, it, it wasn't as bad as uh, freaking Agents out. of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> I mean, it, if you were to ask me what's better, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I, I'll take Hawkeye the first two episodes all day, every day. If you ask me, hey, what, do you want to get more Iron Fist or will you watch more Hawkeye? I will take more Hawkeye the all day. They, every... have, they have a Thunderbolt? Song. No, not the Thunderbolt. It was the Inhumans. 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 Yeah, if you want to ask me, hey, John, you can either watch more Inhumans or watch more Hawkeye. I'm taking Hawkeye all day, every day. I don't think Hawkeye was garbage. I'm not saying that. It's just that I, I agree. It was mediocre. It was mid at best. It was middle of the road at best. But 
that's just kind of my take on it. But Kim obviously disagrees and a lot of you disagree. And that's the beautiful thing about these stories, man. It's all subjective. All right, what's next? Jeremiah Miller says, Katniss Everdeen in the MCU. Dreams do come true. <laughs> yeah, we won't give away what, what happened, but yes, that was that was kind of funny. All right, what's next? <laughs> Sam Fisher says, I absolutely second watching Psych, my top three of all time. Yeah, it's funny. Listen, I've never even heard anybody talk about Psych. Honestly, ever. Really? Until, like recently, um, I think like once a long time ago, somebody mentioned on my show, but then recently people have been bringing up Psych. I think it's made because they heard me say I've never watched it. And everybody's like, what? And then so, but I've literally never heard anybody talk about it. So this is kind of interesting. You know so many people are what also I'll say, I'll say about Psych is that after its finale years ago, it's been very successful in doing films of the show. This is the third film after the finale. And they're, they're really, really good. They've, they've been really successful. At All that. right. What's okay. next? Sal B says, and he sends in a $10 super chat. Thank you. I have a guess that the scene in the No Way Home trailer of Peter falling, a strange falling, a, a strange trying to catch him will be the end and Peter will get lost in the Sony universe. The end credit of Venom is the end of No Way Home. No, the end credit of Venom cannot be the end of No Way Home because the end credit of Venom happens at the end of Far From Home. Yeah. So it was so it was significantly earlier. So that can't be it. But I mean, the rest of the setup that you're suggesting there, Sal, that could be what leads into the end of the film. Absolutely. But it can't be the Venom thing at the same time. So a lot of different possibilities there, Sal. A lot of different possibilities. Okay, what's next? The Scarlet Witch Project says... <laughs> So, are you not an actual comic reader? Do you just like the MCU? You seem disconnected to the source material. Kate needs to learn to, how to be Hawkeye. Child, I've read more comics before I turned 30 than you will in your entire life. Now, I, I never read as many as John Schnepp or as, as many as Robert Meyer Burnett. Mm. I mean, few people in this world have. Am I the world's foremost comic expert? No, but I am very familiar with the comic source. But... I don't know how to drive this into people's brains more. The MCU is not the comics, and the comics are not the MCU. Kevin Feige takes a lot of different approaches and goes in a lot of very different directions than that. And just because something is in the comics, and by the way, just because something's in the comics, that doesn't mean it worked on screen. Mm. Just because something was done in the comics does not mean that works on screen. Just because Kate Bishop becomes Hawkeye in the comics and whichever issue you want to reference, that doesn't mean they're doing a good job of introducing her here. So yeah, you got to understand that there is a, a big, big difference. All right. What's next? Sam Fisher sends in a super chat and says also about psych. They have, <laughs> they have released three direct to streaming movies and two of the actors have just started a BTS podcast going episode by episode. Also the third movie made a great joke about Peacock. Yeah, I'm not, I, again, I, I, I can't really give too much because I've never really watched it. So I don't know anything yeah. about it. So I'm obviously not interested in a BTS podcast. I do really want to hear that one that uh, James Gunn's ex-wife, uh, Pam. Jenna Fisher. Office, office Jenna Fisher ladies. And the girl, yeah, Office Ladies. Angela. I really want to start listening oh, to that podcast because wow, I love them. The Office. Yeah, I really want right. to listen they to that. They just did their 100th episode, I think. That's how many they've done? Yeah. Yeah. All right. What's next? My Comic Planet says, with another disappointing Disney Plus show in Hawkeye, although I liked WandaVision and Loki, 
all the shows as a whole have been a disappointment for me. It's been an odd streak for the MCU for me. Because first of all, okay, I loved WandaVision. Loved it. But then I went three MCU projects in a row without loving it. So I didn't, like, I liked Falcon Winter Soldier. I do. I like it. And I like Loki. And I liked Black Widow. I didn't love any of them. It wasn't until Shang-Chi came along that it was the first out of four that I was like, oh, I felt so good to love an MCU project again. And then Eternals came out. And I quite like Eternals, but I don't love Eternals. So four out of the last five, not counting Hawkeye, four out of the last five MCU things I haven't loved. I like them. Um, I certainly liked Black Widow. I certainly liked Falcon and Winter Soldier. I certainly liked Loki. But I didn't love him. Like, not the way I loved Winter Soldier. Not the way I loved Ant-Man. Not the way I loved Shang-Chi. Not the way I loved WandaVision. Not the way I loved Infinity War. Not the way I loved... Like, and it's... it's, And I wonder... And now we're off to not, a not great start for me with Hawkeye. I wonder if... They are just getting stretched too thin. You know, back when the MCU would make two or three projects a year, now we're talking about four or five or six projects a year. And I can't help but wonder, I'm not saying it's what's happening. I'm just saying I'm wondering. I wonder if this is a byproduct of them maybe trying to stretch themselves too thin. I, I mean, I don't know. We're a long way off. The jury's still out on that. We're a long way off from knowing that for sure. It just, it makes me wonder. All right, what's next? Mexki's channel says, do you think No Way Home will end up being as disappointing as WandaVision with all the expectation? It's impossible to say that whether I think something's going to be disappointing or not. I'm expecting great things from it. Uh, John Watts has done a great job with the Spider-Man film so far. I don't have any reason to believe that he won't be with this. So that's that's my take. All right. Last one. What's the last one here? All right. Last one. Sam Fisher says, sorry about my super chat. You skipped. Didn't think spoiler. No problem, Sam. I understand. It's easy to accidentally slip some things in there inadvertently, so that's all okay. All right. So we had closed down the Super Chat. Guys, thank you, everybody, for sharing your opinions on the topics we had. So now let's roll over and start taking the questions you guys have been sending in. Once again, if, oh, you know what we should do, though? I should go in and check in on that poll. See how the poll's doing. I was asking you guys, look, even though I'm not a big fan of the Hawkeye series so far, should I still do the series? Because I don't, don't want to be one of these guys that just does a video just to bitch and complain. Well, 1,200 people have voted on it, and 75% are saying, yes, we should still do the open spoiler discussion. All right. All right. We'll do it. Today, 3 p.m. I had said 4 p.m. before, but it can't be at 4 p.m. because I got to leave at around five to go to the LA Kings versus Toronto Maple Leafs game. So at 3 p.m. Los Angeles time, we will do our Hawkeye open spoiler. What are you about to say, Ray? Or maybe just start it after episode three and just go back to all the episodes. I mean, why why, why put yourself in that? Well, you no, know, we, we should pick up. We should pick it up. Okay, okay. We should pick it up. Okay. And you're going to be here and do it with me. Oh, my God. You're going to be here and do it with me. That, that's what we're going to do. And this is your idea. No. I'm this saying. is your idea. So you're going to be here and do it with me. Okay. So that's what we're going to do. All right. Uh, let's get over now and start taking your live questions. Once again, if you, are, if you have a question you want to send in for the show to either be read on the John Capus Show or an upcoming companion video, all you got to do is go down into the description of this video and you'll see a tip link. Click on that or enter it in manually at www.streamelements.com slash movieblogtv slash tip. You'll be getting your question read on one of our shows, obviously, if we deem your question appropriate to be used on our show. 
And of course, and most importantly, you're supporting our channel at the same time. And all of us involved here at the show, thank you guys so much for your support. Okay, let's get over to it. What questions have been sent in? All right, guys, this first one comes from Dangerous D. Ray, people will come, Ray. They come to Iowa for reasons they can't even fathom. They'll turn up on our driveway, not knowing for sure why they're doing it. They'll arrive at your door as innocent as children longing for the past. Of course, you won't mind if you look around. I believe that is Field of Dreams. If I'm not mistaken, that that, that is that is. At first, I thought he was talking about you, Ray. Yeah, I like, yeah. I was like, Ray, it's a threat. The people Already? will come, Ray. The death threats. No, the people will come, Ray. Oh, yeah, no, I, I believe that is Field of Dreams. Yeah. All right, what's next? All right, also from Dangerous D. Yes, you did. Yes, you all. But I spoke in the car about the hole at the center of this donut, and what you and Harlan Craig. did that fateful night seems, at first glance, to fill that hole perfectly. A donut hole in a donut's hole, but we must look closer. The donut hole has a hole. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, Daniel Craig in the magnificent Ryan Johnson film, Knives Out. If you haven't seen Knives Out, guys, watch Knives Out. Absolutely fantastic, wonderful, wonderful movie. All right, what's next? Russell Amador says, Hi, John. With the potential of another trailer for Spider-Man on the 29th, what are the chances that even after that, Andrew will still like to the public... Lie, probably lied to the public about involvement. I have a feeling that even after it comes out, he'll say that ain't him. <laughs> um, listen, I'll tell you what. If a new trailer comes on Monday, which mm -hmm. I expect, and like, let's say they do the thing where everybody's speculating, where they don't show their faces, but you see Tom Holland in a Spider-Man mask and then two other Spider-Man walk up beside, but they're in masks. You don't actually see them. I fully anticipate Andrew Garfield will then still publicly deny he's in it. Oh, man, just the thought gives me goosebumps already. Like, woo, that would be so dope. And it'll sell all the tickets. Oh, my God. All the tickets. But, yeah, I think he'll still deny. He'll still deny. Hell, even if he shows up and turns to the camera, don't worry, other Peter Parker. This Peter Parker, I, Andrew Garfield, actor Garfield. playing Peter Parker, am here to help you fight Electro. Even then, Andrew Garfield will get on and say, I have no idea what you're talking about. That won't about. sell any tickets right there. That, that, right? <laughs> that would not sell all the tickets. All right, what's next? Spider Monday Theory says, Big Marvel and Star Wars movie trailers have launched on ESPN's Monday Night Football. Yep. Want to bet Sony slash Disney used the Monday Night Football game on 11-29 to show trailer during halftime, possibly with another character reveal or two, and then tickets go on sale. I It's great mind, Spider Monday Theory. I have said the exact same thing. It is, it is, it is no, I believe it is no coincidence that tickets go on sale on Monday, the 29th. And that there is a Disney owned Monday night football game <laughs> on the 29th, a place where they have launched significant trailers before. I don't believe it's a coincidence. I believe that is happening. I have no evidence it's going to happen. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm saying I believe it's going to happen. So we'll find out. And have that 2-2 ready. All right, what's next? 
Philip Carbon says, hi, John and crew. Is Wanda going to help Spider-Man in the new movie? Anything is possible. If I had to bet five bucks, I would say no. I don't think we're going to see Wanda Maximoff in this, although we are going to see her in Doctor Strange 2, so there could be a post credit scene, but I don't think she's going to be yeah. a part of the main action of the movie. All right, what's next? All right, this is one of three. Avatar Aang says, hey, John, big fan. I need some advice, man. I feel so drained and sad because I have a handful of friends who carry around this whole this isn't cinema attitude when it comes to some of my favorite films for a while i'm like let's agree to disagree but it's gotten worse lately i just don't want to talk film with them anymore because i feel like i have to prove to them that i'm a true film fan and it's mentally draining wow. um, there's a third part hold on i don't see a third part do you see three nope okay all right okay um look I, I have often said that as soon as somebody says to me that movies are objective, mm -hmm. I just know I can't talk to you about movies. I just know I can't talk to you about movies. If you don't fundamentally understand the subjectivity of film, then there's no point in have, trying to have a film discussion with you. It's like trying to have a discussion about whether one plus one equals two. Because if you believe that just film is objective... And usually when people believe that, they believe that whatever they think about a movie is what the objective truth of the movie is. Mm -hmm. Then there's no point in having a conversation about it. There's no point in having a conversation about whether, you know, this computer is a Samsung computer or not. It says Samsung right on it. It's objectively true. This is a Samsung computer. There's no debate. There's no discussion. There's no opinion. There's no point in having discussion about whether two plus two equals four. That is a scientific fact. It is unarguable it is immovable it is objective truth there's no point in having a discussion about it and if you don't understand movies so much to the point that you think somehow there's objective truth to opinions about movies then there's no point in trying to have a conversation with you about it you are missing out on the true richness of what film is the true richness of film comes from the understanding that a film will give a different experience to everybody who experiences it. Hawkeye is a great example of that. In this room, we have three different people who saw Hawkeye and we have two different degrees, three different experiences with it. When you talk to somebody about Endgame, you will not have the exact same experience with Endgame that somebody else had with Endgame. Films are art, and as art, it strikes the individual viewer in a different, unique way and gives them their own unique experience. And if you don't understand that, there's no point in trying to talk to you about movies. There's just no point. You just don't get it. It is not something we have to concede about films, the subjectivity of them. It is something we should celebrate. That's the thing that makes them fun. I can talk to my wife about movies all the time because she had a different experience with the movies that we watch, and therefore I can glean new perspectives and new ideas about it, and that's the point. That's why when, when I do this show, I tell everybody, the point of my show is not to tell you what you already think. And the point of my show is not to make you agree with me. The point of my show is to give you my own personal experience and perspective on a topic when it comes to movies. So that helps you better understand and sharpen your own perception of it, whether it's kind of the same as mine or completely the opposite of mine, because that's where the fun is. So listen, Avatar Aang, still be their friends just because you can't talk about movies <laughs> with them. But if your friends are like that, 
Mm-mm-mm. Don't bother trying to talk about movies to them because it's hopeless. Just hang out with them. Talk about, you know, the Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> talk about your job. Talk about the girls you're dating. Talk whatever it is. But don't try to talk to them about movies because clearly it's pretty useless at this point. All right. That's just my take on it. Thanks for writing that in, Avatar. All right. What's next? Okay, Ryan Lawner says, my brother is now dating one of the animators from Big Hero 6. We like to call her an Oscar winner. That's awesome. By the way, I love Big Hero 6. I always have lamented that they never, I know they did the little animated series. I always wish they had done another one though. All right, what's next? Big Will says, John, I can't make this up. I was watching the Crawford slash Porter fight. Good fight. Going into the 10th round, you can hear Crawford in the corner saying he's up. So Terrence... But Crawford goes out and knocks out Porter. It was like something out of a movie. Hashtag fight of the year. Okay, first of all, I hi- first I didn't watch the fight, but there's no way I believe it was better than the Tyson Fury fight. No way I believe that. Mm. And I don't even I'm not even a big boxing guy, but that fight mm-hmm. where both of them got knocked on their asses multiple times the and ups ended. and downs in Ooh, that fight. Ray, you are a big boxing guy. You watch all the boxing. Yeah, I watch all the boxing. Was was this Even the better the Spanish fight? channels where I don't you understand do. anything? He totally does. <laughs> this, was this was this uh, Crawford Porter fight better number than two. the in boxing terms? Yeah, number two. So it wasn't as good as Tyson Fury fight. Yeah, but the the outcome wasn't as just throughout the fight. The outcome wasn't as uh, you know like with uh, Fury and Wilder. It was anyone could win. This one we knew who was going to win. It was just when and how. You know uh, what I mean? Yeah. All right, what's next? Rogue Mammoth says, Hi, John and crew. I had a great time at the movies this past Thursday, Friday, and Sunday. Nice. Let me tell you something. Busted makes me feel good. Oh, that means you went to go see Ghostbusters. I'm so glad. Guys, if you haven't gone out to see Ghostbusters, seriously, I I just, I highly recommend it. I had such a fun time. I'm hearing from so many people who had a fun time. Obviously, it's not going to be for everybody. No movie is, but... Um, yeah, I just found it charming and endearing and a lot of fun, a great amount, the great mixture of nostalgia with newness and just a really good fight. The Reitman's Jason Reitman did a great job with his dad, uh, as a producer on it as well. I thought they did great. I'm glad you had a good time, man. All right. What's next? Dinosaurs limbo says I, oh, and also John. Um, I was wondering if a movie ever changed your outlook. I saw Endgame opening night with my girlfriend, a black woman from Guyana, and she cried soft tears of joy when Leticia Wright appeared in Act 3. Shamefully, representation didn't matter to me until then. I, You know, I did a video a while ago. This is before the first Black Panther movie came out. And there was this thing going around, and I remember... I start off my video saying, look, understand this video is being made by a pasty white Canadian Italian. Uh, So just understand that. Representation matters. And the, 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 the example I gave in that one video, it was this. How often do you hear me use the phrase good Canadian kid? A lot. Because as somebody who is a part of the vast visual majority, even those parts of me, those minor parts of me that are a minority in a way, like I'm a Canadian living in in the United States. The moment I see a Canadian doing well, whether it's good Canadian kid, Ryan Reynolds, good Canadian kid, Ryan uh, Ryan Gosling, good Canadian kid, William Shatner, whatever it is, there's a pride, there is an enthusiasm, 
there's just something that makes me feel more connected to it because that dude's Canadian like me. I remember watching the UFC, uh, and I think it was uh, Alessio when, when he was fighting. It was the first time I'd seen an Italian fighter. His nickname was the Legionnaire. I remember this was the first time I saw an Italian fighter in the UFC. And I just remember sitting up more in my chair, being more invested in it, because there's an Italian in it. If it can have, and, and the argument I was making in the video was, if somebody like me can have that kind of an emotional reaction to, you know, a Canadian in the entertainment industry, an Italian in a UFC fight, can you imagine if I was on some level of visual minority? How special would that feel for me if I'm if I got something that I love, whether it's a comic book movies or whether it's 90s rom-coms or what whatever it is, and I've never seen anything connected with me represented in those films before to suddenly see something like that being represented in films before. And it, it, the whole video became about because a lot of, there was a debate going on. Oh, does it really matter that MCU is doing a black Panther movie? Does it, why are people getting out? It's like, well, I mean, you and I will never really understand if you've, if you're like me, we'll never truly the depths of it understand. But all I know is that just when I see a Canadian in entertainment, I get all excited and feel proud. Can you imagine what it must be like if you're you're not a part of the visual majority and you see something like that? How special that must feel. How great that must feel. How included you must feel. Because I felt it just watching a freaking UFC fighter walking into a ring. So, look, I am the Pacey White Canadian kid. I don't know if you guys knew this at home. Um, because we don't share a lot of the stuff publicly, but I, I'm going to let you know uh, that while I am a pasty white Canadian kid, Kim isn't. I didn't know if you knew this. Kim is not a pasty white Canadian Surprise. kid. So let me, I'd be remiss if I didn't throw this over to you, Kim, when, when he's saying stuff like this about representation. As somebody who's got a different background than me, mm -hmm. what's your perspective on that? Yeah, I think representation definitely matters. And I go back to our most basic form of connection, which is being children and playing. And what do you play with? You play with things that you see, like your right. dolls, or you play with things from TV. You may not even have a transformer, but you'll take your car and you'll go, burp, 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 burp. it's a transformer. You go back to pop culture. And so for me, um, I definitely um, had my moments growing up but but more so more relevant is the boys when black panther came out i think they were like six and oh god they were like when you seven and eight the boys you're talking the, about your nephews my nephews yeah, yeah i don't have kids they're my nephews i'm auntie kim is like super super involved with my nephews um when they saw black panther for them i was looking at them and thinking i wonder how this affects them it affected them so much it's sad. I've been there on the playground when everyone's playing Superman and um, our oldest is um, beautiful chocolate. I have three. One of one of my nephews is blonde hair, blue eyes. One of my nephews is half Mexican, half black. And one of my nephews is all black. And one of the kids said, you can't be Superman. You're not white. And, you know, as a mom or an auntie, like your heart just sinks. And I'm like, first of all, Superman isn't even a race. Um, but, <laughs> but when Black Panther came out and Jojo could just be fully Black Panther, nobody could tell him why he couldn't be that.
Nobody could tell him why he couldn't fulfill that dream. And that was so beautiful. Now, the kids have been everything for Halloween. They've been Quill. They've been, you know, you name it. Captain America like six times. But it is something special um, about them seeing themselves. I remember when um, Obama had that moment where the kid rubbed his head and said, hey, I remember that That your hair looks like mine. I remember watching that on TV and Jojo looking at me and going, his head, his hair's like mine. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And I didn't even think about that, but those moments matter and it's so beautiful and special, but also what I love and this just, oh, this has my heart. So one of my nephews, blonde hair, blue eyes, when he has his Black Panther toy and he's playing with it, or when you see a little girl that's maybe a different race and she's got a different doll that's not her race. When she, you know, a little blonde haired blue eyed girl that has a Mulan doll or a little Hispanic boy that has, um, you know, a Pocahontas doll or something. I love seeing cultures get into one another and go, I see you. That's cool. I like what you what you are. I love it that we can mix and match. And it's not just self-representation, but it's saying Encanto. Like, we're so excited to see Encanto. I'm so excited to learn more about someone else's culture and to give them props and to appreciate learning about them. So I think it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful yeah. thing. I, actually, speaking of Encanto, like my friend, uh, when Coco came out, like I got my friend Darina. And like, she was so excited that that Pixar was doing a film that more reflected her culture. It's like, it's just a good thing. It's a powerful thing for a lot of people. All right, let's keep moving here. We got to, we, sorry, we spent a lot of time on that, but I just thought it was an important thing. Okay, what's next? Andrew Shum says, I don't know if this already has been asked before, but why do you think they're keeping Florence Pugh out of the Hawkeye advertisements? With her character being the best thing to come out of Black Widow, shouldn't they want to use her as a way to hype up the show? A couple things to keep in mind. Number one, not everybody saw Black Widow, and Florence Pugh wasn't even the title character, so it's not like everybody's buzzing around. We, we don't see, you know, at Halloween, we didn't see you know, 5,000 young girls dressed up as Florence Pugh. And it's like, so it's true. Elena, I think Elena is a great character. I do. So it's not like she would be a huge draw. Most importantly though, I think she's going to have a very small role in the show. I mean, look, theoretically, no, literally speaking, we are already one third through the show. Hawkeye is already 33% finished and there hasn't been Florence Pugh yet. So I think probably the main reason they're not like hyping her up in the ads is because she's probably got a pretty small role in the show. I don't know that for certain, but that's kind of my guess. All right, what's next? Suthia says, yeah, I disagree with the viewer who wrote in about No Way Home trailer possibly being advertisement fraud. Not showing things that are in the movie is not ad fraud. In the trailers, we see Spider-Man fighting against the villains now. Now, if the movie, let me scroll up, turns out to be just one big elaborate play in the MCU and Spider-Man actually hangs out with the villains in between breaks and sharing life stories with them, <laughs> laughing and crying, then yeah, that might be false advertising from what we saw in the trailers. No, that's true to this. However, what they were suggesting wasn't that, oh, they didn't show us everything in the trailer, therefore that's false advertising. What they were suggesting was if you show us things in the trailer that are not in the movie, that is not what you're, because think of it this way. Let's say um, I bought this Shang-Chi. I, this, I'm only using this because it was within reach. Let's say I got this Shang-Chi uh, pop here, right? And all I saw was this side of the box, right? This side of the box. Let's say this, it didn't have this side of the box with the window on it. And it's got a picture of Shang-Chi. 
And he's in his red outfit with his fighting bow stick with the dragon scales on it, right? And I'm like, oh, cool. So based on this, I'm going to buy this. Now, if I buy this and take it home and then open it up, and it's not Shang-Chi, but it's, I don't know, uh, Kate's little brother who is one scene in the movie where she jokes about, maybe you can park cars someday too, right? And it's got him inside instead. Well, you were telling me this is what I'm getting if I buy the product, but you gave me something different. What they were suggesting, and I'm not saying he was right. Let's be clear. I'm not saying he's right. But what he was suggesting was if you are advertising a movie and you were showing me things saying, this is what you get if you buy a ticket and come to our movie. And then that's not what you gave us. Is that not false advertising? And it's a complicated topic because it is. By definition, it is false advertising. When you show Hulk running alongside the Avengers and Wakanda going into battle, and that's not in the movie, that is literally, by definition, false advertising. But we forgive it because it was for a good purpose or a good reason. But the, the thing they were asking, Suthius, is at what point, when enough trailers start doing that, does it become a problem? And I just thought that was an interesting question to raise. So yeah, anyway, but you're right in general. Yeah, just not showing stuff in trailer is not in and of itself advertising fraud, not at all. All right, what's next? Dangerous D says, hi, John, here's a head scratcher. John Krasinski is cast as the voice of Superman in DC League of Super Pets. He's joined an all-star cast, Dwayne Johnson, Kevin Hart, Keanu Reeves, Kate McKinnon, and Diego Luna. This must be a great script if you're getting all these A-listers. <laughs> no, no. You know what this is? For these Hollywood A-listers, these are the easiest paychecks you will ever possibly get. Because they're not going out and getting real, actual, trained voice performers. All you're doing is going out and getting somebody. You know what they do? Oh, wait. So first of all, first of all, phone rings. Oh, it's Dwayne The Rock Johnson calling me, who is also a producer of this movie, by the way. Oh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson's calling me. Well, going to answer that call and says, hey, it's The Rock. Rock says you got to get your candy ass down to Hollywood and Highland to the sound <laughs> booth on this day and do a voice, right? And they'll sing about strudel. That's a little inside thing for only people who know wrestling would understand that. But um, they're going to go. Dwayne The Rock Johnson calls you and says, hey, come down and do this voice. And they're going to get a paycheck for going into a sound booth for two to three days and recording dialogue. They don't have to go on set for six weeks. Record some dialogue. You're in a thing with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. You just did a solid for The Rock. And then you get to leave. This isn't a situation where it's like, this isn't like, Meryl Streep and Kate Blanchett and uh, Daniel Day-Lewis came out of retirement for it. This isn't one of those things where the this must be an Oscar-winning script. And by the way, it might be an Oscar-winning script. I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying this is one of those situations where it must be the most incredible thing ever for these people. Nah, The Rock gave you a call. Come down for two or three days, get a big paycheck, and you're good. I, I Yeah, so that's maybe I'm just being pessimistic. I don't know, but there's that. All right, what's next? Fitty says speaking about weekend releases arcane had its grand finale this weekend yes. with great reviews not slowing down and having broken records what's the impact you see this show having in western animation not much i mean it's it, it in and of itself is kind of following uh, certain trends we've seen and also uh, not, not enough people have watched it more people need to watch arcane i i said the other day and 
It's now 24 hours later, and I still feel this is the best animated show I've ever seen. I still think it's the best animated show I've ever seen. I'm that floored by it. I love it that much. But I don't see it having a, a big impact on things, other than maybe some producers going, hey, maybe we can get more adult. And when I say adult, I don't mean R-rated, but we can go more adult-heavy themes uh, and stuff. But honestly, it's not going to have a big impact Let's see how it does after three or four seasons, if it gets three or four seasons. If it becomes like a cultural phenomena, maybe. But yeah, that's where I see it right now. But if you haven't checked out Arcane yet, you should check it out. All right, what's next? Jack Dree says, which Spidey post-credit scene is your favorite? Is it the Patience from Homecoming? Is it the finger-pointing gag from Spider-Verse? Or is it the cliffhanger moment from Far From Home? Maybe one I haven't mentioned. I honestly don't remember any post credit. Of them. I don't remember them. I don't remember which post credits were in which movie. I don't. So the Spider-Man pointing oh. one, that was clever. That was cute, but it's not like some huge thing. But I honestly can't even remember what the post credits were in the other ones. I I, yeah, I don't remember them very, very clearly. Anyway, all right, what's next? Dangerous D says, hi, John. I'm shocked that you haven't watched Psych. If you're a fan, <laughs> Psych. 80s, 90s pop culture reference, comic and sci-fi reference, then this is your show. They did. They do get really good celebs to guests like George Takai, Kurt Smith, Tears for Fears, Val Kilmore. Kilmer, give it a watch. Yeah. Freddie Prince Jr. also. Another, another name added to the list of telling me to go watch Psych. I will watch <laughs> it at some point. All right, what's next? Jermaine Sneed says, hi, Campia crew. Love the new format. Your in-person interactions are great. My question is, if no COVID-19, would Spider-Man No Way Home have a shot at beating out Endgame and then even Avatar for the all-time box office record? Thanks and hail the five. Um, and Jer Jermaine said in like $20. Thank you so much Thanks, for that, man. Um, no. Look, you, one of the things you got to understand about Endgame is that Endgame had 15 A-list stars. Yeah. 10 plus years build up. Yeah. 20 plus movies ramp up. Yeah. All culminating in this one grand symphonic crescendo that was literally years and years and years, a decade in the making. Spider-Man, even if there was no pandemic, would do great, great business. 1.5, 1.7 billion dollar films has the potential to be one of the biggest box office films of all time. The biggest, I, I have hard, hard time believing that. Very, very hard time believing that. And also, it's impossible to say until we see the movie and know the quality. Because if this movie's just okay, people aren't going to see it seven or eight times. If people just think it's okay, like when Shang-Chi came out, one of the reasons I saw it seven times in theaters was because I kept having to grab new people I knew that hadn't seen it and I got to drag them with me to see it because it's that good. If Spider-Man's not that good, then people aren't going to go back to the theater five or six or seven times dragging new groups of friends with them every time they go. So it really all depends. If the movie's utterly fantastic and incredible, it's going to do great. But no, I don't see making endgame numbers. I, I can't see being the biggest box office film of all time, even if it wasn't for COVID right now. It just doesn't have all those things going for it that Avengers Endgame did. It just had too many things. So only one movie can be the biggest movie of all time. And right now that's Avatar. Uh, Endgame did hold that spot for a bit. 
but I can't see Spider-Man doing it. But again, ask me again after I see the movie. Ask me that again after I see the movie. All right, what's next? Our chord says, hi, John. I was wondering. 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 I knew I was rocking into a trap. <laughs> hi, John. I was wondering when exactly tickets will go on sale for No Way Home. Will it be like in the early morning, e.g., or like on Monday night football? I hope not because I'm at work at night. Plus, do you think there will be Thursday night showings for No Way Home? Oh, there will absolutely be Thursday night showings. Every movie, like not every, but 99% of the movies today open up with Thursday night screening. So, yes, there will be. Um, as to what exact time, listen, if we're right, and that's a big if, if we're right and they're going to drop a new spot with Monday Night Football, I'm going to assume that's when the tickets will go on sale. They'll go on sale when that trailer drops and says, tickets on sale now. Boom. So, yeah, but other than that, we don't have an exact time, uh, but I expect it'll be later. So, We'll find out. We'll find out. All right. What's next? Tiberius says, hi, John. My wife and I recently saw Bond, No Time to Die in an AMC theater and Dune in a Regal theater with the trailer experience in each being very different. By the way, go see John's documentary movie, movie trailers, a love story. It's fantastic. Anyway, in the AMC theater, the trailers and commercials lasted about 27 to 30 minutes. In the Regal theater, they only lasted about 17 minutes. Now, I love trailers, but the Regal experience was much more enjoyable. Anyone else notice the difference in length between the two chains? Listen, dude, there was, until the pandemic closed it down, there was a beloved theater chain in Los Angeles called the Arclight, Arclight Theaters. And they had a rule. Three trailers, movie starts. It made for a superior movie-going experience. I love trailers, too. I did an entire documentary about trailers. But when I go to a movie that says start 7 p.m., and then I look at my watch and it's 7.28 p.m., and the movie still hasn't started, that's a problem. AMC theaters, wake the fuck up. You want to do better? You need to have more people coming to the movies. You want more people to come to the movies? Give them a better experience. Who in your boardroom is the moron that's suggesting, you know what the audience wants? They want my trailer. They, they don't want the movie to start when we say it's going to start. This, Look, I get it. Show trailers. We love trailers. Woo! But when you literally show me a half hour of marketing. It's exhausting. For a movie I have paid to be at. You know, I, I use this example all the time. When I go onto a free website and I'm getting a free service, I get it. There's going to be ads on that website. I get that. Cool. You show me ads. But when I get the paid version for that site, I expect there to be no ads. When I sign up for Hulu on, on the certain plan, okay, they're an ad-supported service. But, oh, if I pay for that premium one, they take away the ads, no ads. People pay to be in that theater. It's not a free service. The movie theater isn't a free service. People pay to be there. And if I pay, whether it's because of a monthly subscription or an individual ticket, when I pay to be in that theater, I should not be subjected to a half hour of commercials. A half hour. A half hour. 
And then people say, well, John, you know, just go to the movie theater 20 minutes late. That shouldn't be on me. The onus shouldn't be on me to try to strategize and figure out when to go to a theater to avoid that half hour of marketing you're showing us. Show trailers. Absolutely. Part of the movie going experience. But when you start getting and nuzzling up and, and bumping uglies with 30 minutes, it's too much. It's too much. And then you wonder, oh, we, we don't get it. Why are fewer people coming to the movie theaters? Oh, I can't imagine why. Maybe it's the $20 bucket of popcorn. Or maybe it's the fact that you tell people the showtime starts at seven and then you show them nearly a half hour of commercials. Like it's not rocket science, Aaron. Adam Aaron is the CEO of uh, AMC theaters. <laughs> it ain't rocket science. <laughs> you bumbling dolt. Oh. <laughs> it's not rocket science. <laughs> you want more people to come to your theater? Give people a better experience. Newsflash. 30 minutes of marketing is not a better experience. Give them a better experience. Shorten it up, you stupid freaking moron. Anyway, okay. <laughs> Sorry. What's next? <laughs> no, Jules, I'm telling you guys, Thanksgiving, I'm learning, brings out the best in John. <laughs> Joel says, hey, John, what if Sony re released No Way Home trailer with Toby and Andrew to sell tickets, <laughs> but didn't actually have them in the movie? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Talk about trust issues. With never about it that way. <laughs> I would never watch another trailer again. I love the show. Keep up the great work. <laughs> that is horrible. Oh, okay. I'm just trying to imagine right now the post-apocalyptic world that we would wake up to outside of our windows. If they did a trailer, showed Toby and Andrew. You'd see your first movie theater fire. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. If they did that and then you went to see the movie and they weren't in it. They'll be like, that's what you get for disliking all our videos for not releasing the second trailer. <laughs> Perfect oh, revenge. <laughs> my goodness. I'm just thinking about the, the reactions of people sitting what did you in just their laugh? seat at the very end. What did you just laugh? Really, at that point, all these theories. Oh, my God. What did you just laugh? You just have to laugh at it. <laughs> I, it's, it's, oh all I can hear That's is hilarious. the REM song in the back of my head. It's the end of the world <laughs> as we know it. Like, so that's, it would be it. That would be it. It would all be over. It would all be over. Oh all right. Woo, okay. What's next? That's scary. <laughs> Mr. Hoover says, hi, John and crew. Saw your video on Disney. Maybe moving forward with the Jack Sparrow solo project. I agree. Please no Pirate 6. However, I 100% support a TV adaptation of the Jack Sparrow book series by Rob Kidd. Have you guys read them? I recommend it. Uh, no, never even heard of them. And, and again, I don't mind them doing a Pirate 6 just without Jack Sparrow. I just and again the point of the whole thing was I just don't see anybody wanting I think the people who don't like John Johnny Depp are interested in seeing more Jack Sparrow and the people who do really like Johnny Depp are not interested in seeing him be replaced as Jack Sparrow nobody's in I don't think anybody would be interested obviously that's hyperbole there would be some people out there but on a mass 
I just can't see anybody being interested in that. All right, what's next? Ryan Lawner brings us to, he says, one of the most misleading trailers I remember is for Frank Oz's In and Out. Yeah. The trailer made it look like a goofy slapstick comedy about a guy who's mistaken mistakenly publicly said to be gay and trying to get the truth out like the one Seinfeld episode. But the actual movie is about how he really is gay and being outed like this forces him to come to terms with it. Great movie, by the way. You know what? You're right. It is. It's kind of like Bridget Terabithi in that way. It's a really good movie. It's got Kevin Klein. Um, who, oh, that's. Oh, yeah. 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 It's yes. got Kevin Klein in it. And Kevin Klein. I have loved him ever since A Fish Called Wanda, which is one of my another one of my all time favorite comedies. This is coming to kill me. I I love Kevin Klein, and then he was in that Las Vegas thing as well. Like that's when I got to meet him. It's a it's a really good movie, but you're right. the The trailer's totally misleading. Makes you think it's one kind of movie when it's a completely different kind of movie. So that's a really good one to bring up, Ryan. All right, what's next? Ryan G says, "Hi, John. I agree with you not liking the Blade Runner movie. I didn't like it too." But I'm watching the new Blade Runner, Black Lewis anime. It's I think he probably meant Black Lotus. Black Lotus. Okay. Black Lotus anime. Sorry. Sometimes I'm like Ron Burgundy. I just read whatever's there. <laughs> Black Lotus anime. It's good. It's 17 years before Blade Runner 2049. You should check out the anime. I'm not really super interested in it, to be honest, but I have heard good things about it, Ryan. So maybe at some point I'll have to check it out, you know, after I've watched Psych. So, uh, yeah. All right. What's next? Ryan G says, hi, John and crew. Should I watch Venom? Let there be carnage before seeing Spider-Man No Way Home. The Blu-ray and 4K comes out a few days before the movie comes out. What do you think? I think you should watch Venom. No, uh, Venom. Let there be carnage just because it's a fun movie. I mean, again, it's like the first Venom. Not everybody liked it. And it's it's I get it. That's fine. I had a lot of fun with it. So I would recommend seeing it just to see it. So there's that. All right. What's next? Diego sends in a tip and says, John and team, I really felt the need to write in because I just finished Arcane. Nice. Holy shit. It's good. I think my initial reaction to it on the same level is on the same level as Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. You have to check out the show. John. Yeah. I mean, listen, again, to me take for it's for it's worth i think it might be the best animated series i've ever seen absolutely check it out and understand it just gets better as the series goes and i think it's only eight episodes i think it's eight episodes i could be wrong oh. about that but i think it's eight um so it's not a big commitment to try to get through it but yeah i i really like it a lot i'm glad you enjoyed it too diego all right what's next cody hunt film says i saw king richard and i got teary-eyed in aaron's scene and nice. by the end i was bawling my eyes out i was an absolute wreck it's about a man's love for his children and doing everything in his power to help them succeed king richard is pure unconditional love and i feel so bad by the way people in the live chat are, are correcting me it's not eight episodes it's nine thank you uh simeon and john am and james fan and everybody else who's letting me know that um so nine episodes for that um, I still, I haven't, still haven't seen King Richard because I refuse to watch it on HBO Max. I want to see it in theaters, but I was out of town on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, so I didn't get a chance to see it in theaters. Uh, Monday, we had something. So Anne and I, what did we do Monday? Anne and I had something on Monday. Last night, I had to go see um, uh, House of Gucci. Tonight, I'm going to go see the Toronto Maple Leafs play, and tomorrow, I'm going to see Encanto. So I may not be able to see 
Uh, and I feel terrible about it. I'm going to be able to see King Richard until Friday. But I'm obviously, I'm dying to see it. Aaron's in it. Tom's in it. I can't wait to watch it. I'm hearing great things about it. All right. What's next? Richard Ganther says, I know it won't happen, but with all this multiverse stuff going on, the way I would like to see Wolverine introduced into the MCU is a Disney Plus X-23 series starring Daphne Keene. Following the events of Logan, where she eventually comes to adopt the moniker of the Wolverine. You then have a character in X-23 who can slide right into the MCU as Wolverine while maintaining the canon that Jackman was the Wolverine. And this beloved character from the past franchise is simply the continuation of his legacy. I personally feel like this would be the best way to avert the blowback of the anti-recast and the anti-gender swap crowds via nostalgic admiration for Keen as the daughter of Wolverine, and also grant those of us who don't get distracted by such BS a chance to see the continuation of a brilliant performance. Just a little fanboy fun. Thoughts? Thanks for all you do and your team do. All right, thanks a lot for writing that in, Richard. Not a chance. Not a chance. Look, here's the reality. You know, I think Logan is one of the top three greatest comic book films of all time, right? It's it's in no particular order, Dark Knight, Avengers, Logan. I think those are the three greatest comic book movies ever made. Logan is so ridiculously good. And Daphne Keene as X-23 was certainly one of the big reasons for that. Kevin Feige is going to do his own iteration of the X-Men. He's going to do his own iteration. And you cannot do a brand new iteration of the X-Men and not have Wolverine. Not one of the later knockoff Wolverines, but the Wolverine. They're definitely going to be doing that. This is a brand new X-Men universe. Everybody knows Wolverine as Logan. That's that's the Wolverine everybody knows and loves. And yes, it's going to take a lot of, uh, I think, it's going to take a lot of um, adjusting for all of us who spent 20 years watching Hugh Jackman be Wolverine to get used to the idea of a new person playing it, but it is a new Wolverine, right? When Christopher Nolan was launching Batman, you know, he didn't go, well, you know, Michael Keaton did Batman. Maybe we do, I don't know, Jean-Paul Valley is Batman. Yeah, yeah no, you, no, this is a new iteration of Batman. Everybody knows Batman is Bruce Wayne. You, you go with that. You don't have Dick Grayson Batman. You don't have Jean-Paul Valley as Batman. You don't have whoever else. You, you go with that. Logan is the classic Wolverine. He is the most popular of the X-Men characters. You can't start a new X-Men franchise and then not go with the most popular X-Men character. I just don't, can't see them doing that. Because, listen, I think a lot of people want to see a continuation of Logan with Daphne Keene. I think a lot of people want to see that. But I don't think this is the environment for it. So I'm with you in spirit. I am with you in spirit, but I just don't think that there's a way that that works. So, oh well. All right, what's next? Bradley Alonso says, what are the chances we get a scene with both J. Jonah Jameson, both J. Jonah Jameson's meeting each other? Or even better, Sam Raimi, J. Jonah reaction to seeing three Spider-Men. I don't think likely, but I've seen a lot of people on Twitter talking about that. Imagine seeing the, the Sam Raimi verse J. Jonah and the Tom Holland versus Jay Jonah <laughs> and coming face to face and having some kind of bicker off. It could be gold, but I don't think they're going to do it, but it would be gold. All right. What's next? Dangerous D says, hi, John. I just brought 
bought a Canon EOS Rebel T3 oh, camera wow. on eBay. I'm thinking of starting photography as a hobby and going to look for some tutorials on YouTube. Do you think this is a good camera for beginners? Any advice? What's the best camera on the market in your opinion? Well, I mean, look, we th it all depends on price range. I mean, for what you're buying, because you can get a camera right now for like $12,000. Mm -hmm. So, so a, a T3, that's an older one. That's the older Canon. Um, I actually had, I believe it was the T3i. I think I had the T3i or the T4. Anyway, at one point, a long, long, long time ago. It will take very good pictures. It will take very, very good pictures. What I found, though, for beginners is that as the technology is advanced, I found that the cameras today are more user-friendly. And, like, for instance, I just bought an a, a Sony... Um, What's it called? Let, let me just look up the name of it. Uh, Sony E. Uh, I think it's called the E10. I think so. Let me let me just check it up and see if I've got that right. Um, it is the Sony. That, that's it. The Sony. I just bought in a Sony ZV-E10. So ZV-EV10. It's like a $700 camera, but it's got gorgeous gorgeous imagery it's an APS-C sensor uh it takes interchangeable lenses so you can use like sigma lenses or whatever stuff like that and it's quite intuitive and it's it's quite easy to use so look i think that t3 is going to serve you well i think it'll take some good pictures. like i said it is an older camera but it'll take some good pictures i just don't know if it'll be as user friendly as some of the more modern ones but hey you bought it you got it i think you're going to be very very happy with the images you get out of it all right, what's next? Very similar. Terrence F. says, hey, John, tech question. What cameras are you currently looking oh, at? Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Full frame, APS-C, Sony, Canon. I'm thinking of upgrading to full frame, and I'm wondering, with so much competition, what cameras you would get today if you were buying or upgrading? Again, I mean, understanding their budget is always consideration. The cameras I currently use is the and I don't have a spare one there. I've got all four of them set up here. I currently have four uh, Canon uh, A-series cameras, the A6400s. So that's what I use. They are APS-C sensors, so they're great sensors. Uh, obviously, you can tell they make a great image. I mean, the image they make is fantastic. I'm, I'm absolutely love their interchangeable lenses. I've got a couple of Sigma lenses. So on Ray's camera, I just have a kit lens. I have a kit. I think it's a 15 to 55 millimeter kit lens. I believe that's it. On mine... I have the Sigma 15 or 16 millimeter uh, prime lens. On Kim's shot, I've got the Sigma 30 millimeter prime lens, uh, just because the distance from the camera is a little bit different. Um, but yeah, that's what I use. So these are Sony Alpha series. But listen, Canon is making some great stuff as well, like absolutely fantastic stuff. If I was buying a brand new camera today, so I don't use full frame, because in an inside controlled environment, Full frame isn't necessary. That's why I like really using the APS-C sensors. They give terrific, terrific imagery. But if I was buying a brand new camera today, the one I would probably get, let me see if I can bring it up here, is the only is the Sony, um, I wrote Sobe, Sony uh, A7C. The Sony A7C is probably the camera that I would get. And let me just see if I can pull up an image of it so I can... Uh, put it on here so you guys know what I'm talking about. Um, there's a good shot of it. Okay. So the Sony a7C is a full-frame camera, 
Most people are going to sleep right now. That's okay. <laughs> um, is a full frame censored camera. Bring it up. Here it is. It, as, as I was just kind of pointing out, my cameras are the Sony A6400s. This is also in the A series, but it's a Sony A7C. It's about 1500 bucks. Uh, it is a full sensor, full frame sensor on it. Still takes the E-mount lenses like, like my cameras do. And I was probably considering budget is always an issue. If I was getting a new camera today, that would probably be the one I would get. That's probably being the one that I would, uh, I would get. So, uh, yeah, there's that. Okay. What's next? Christopher Rosado says, John, over under 20% that we see J.K. Simmons, not only as the MCU J. Jonah, but also the Sam Raimi version. It's hilarious. Some we just point got the same film. question. I'm going to go under 20% on that. I would probably put it somewhere around 5%. All right. What's next? Sebastian says, how many of your breakdance videos would you release if DC agrees to do a Man of Steel 2 and 3 with Henry Cavill? If you do that, none, the only thing that would get me to release the breakdancing videos, um, has to do with, Anne, and that is if somebody said Tom Hanks will have coffee with Anne. Um, if you release it, that's, that's it. Aww. That's it. Well, you gotta understand my life as a husband, my life is about, my look, the, the 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 function and the purpose and my role in life changed when I got married. My role and function in life is to make Anne as happy as possible. That's Aww. my purpose in life. Listen and up, gentlemen. The <laughs> the whole thing is I the only thing, the only thing that would get me to release those breakdancing videos is if Tom Hanks, somebody guaranteed Tom Hanks would have coffee with Anne. Come on, Tom. That's it. If that happens, I'll do it. But nothing else. No, not even the sequel to Man of Steel. Not even putting me in a Star Wars movie. Whoa. Not even putting me in a Star Wars movie. Okay. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks meeting meeting in. That would do it. That would do it. And only that would do it. All right. We just got time for a couple more here. What's next? My favorite viewer says, even if Andrew is in No Way Home, we should... We should keep denying it after the release of the film. Reporter in the future, we really enjoyed your performance in No Way Home. What was it like for you? Andrew Garfield, <laughs> not sure what you're talking about. I'm not in that movie. Yeah, I know. It's just, it's just, keep denying it. Keep denying it. All right. Last one of the day. What's next? All righty. This is coming from Suthius. Suthius says, far from home, showed us people re- Accumulating in a commercial way, basketball players bumping into band members. WandaVision showed us a more serious scenario in the hospital with Monica. I think we'll see an even more devastating scenario later in the MCU. I don't. I really don't. By the way, I think he was trying to say reacclimating. I think that's what he's probably trying oh, to say. Oh, okay. I don't. I think they've done it already. We showed the ramifications of people coming back from the snap in Spider-Man Far From Home. We showed the ramifications of people coming back from the snap in WandaVision. We showed the depth and, re and ramifications of people coming back from the snap in uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. I think they've done it. I think they've covered it. I think I think they they covered the bases. There was, you know, in, in Hawkeye, they didn't need a big scene. You know, my life changed when you guys came back from the snap. And they like they've covered it. The MCU has covered it three times. 
already. So I don't know that they need to revisit. It's time to move on from that and go on to the next thing. So, but hey, listen, they might, for all we know, that might become a very big part of something, uh, of one of the upcoming projects, but, I, but I'm thinking they've already done it a few times. And it's time for them to move on. All right, guys, that'll do it for today's installment of the John Campus show. There were more questions to come here from uh Suthius, uh, Mike Steve. Oh, that was Suthius, Mike Stevens, Carnell B and others. Do not worry, guys. We will pick right up where we left off or I will pick up right where we left off on the John Campus show tomorrow. And yes, an announcement. There is going to be a John Campus show tomorrow. I know it's Thanksgiving. Uh, we are going to give Kim and Ray the day off. But there will be a John Campus show tomorrow, and it will just be me flying solo. So if you guys got some time to kill before the family get together or whatever, come hang out and talk movies with me tomorrow on the show, and that'll be great. And yes, because of the result of the poll, later today, 3 p.m., we are going to be doing a Hawkeye open spoiler discussion with me and Ray Ora. We're going to be here talking Hawkeye and all spoilery goodness. I hope you guys will come back and join us for that as well. In the meantime, I want to thank Ray Ora for being here. Ray, where can people follow you? Uh, that's Ray Ora. With a zero instead of a O. Sorry. And of course, over there, we got Kimberly Curran. Kimberly, where can people follow you? You guys, I am on Instagram. It's at was good Kimberly. And I have to say, in the spirit of Thanksgiving, John, thank you for adding me to the show. Oh, well, thank yeah. you for being here. I oh, watched the so show sweet. every day for years. It's surreal stepping into this studio. There's not a day that goes by that I don't thank God. So oh. thank you, John so much for this opportunity well, and the community you guys are amazing i love you guys ray thank you so much for donning that pink tutu i'm so grateful happy thanksgiving guys tutu tuesday and uh and a big thank you to all of you guys for taking time out of your day to join us and a big thank you to those of you who sent in your comments and your questions to the show number one because you gave us great fun things to talk about but number two you supported our channel as you did it and all of us involved with the show thank you guys very much for your support Okay, guys, remember to do the four main things. Stay smart, stay safe, take care of yourselves, and please take care of the people around you. That'll do it for us, guys. My name's John Campia, and until next time, my friends, bye-bye.